Hey, just a heads up. Our tickets sold out for Kingston. Yay. Thank you so much for selling out the show. We're so honored. I honestly didn't. I didn't know. I was like, how would we do? How would we do in Kingston? How do we? What? So we have sold out the first block. There is a second block coming out tonight. It is not tickets. It's standing. Sorry, it's not tickets. It's not sitting. It's standing room only. But there are limited amounts, like very small. Mm. That's at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll tweet out the link. You can come see the podcast in Kingston. And just a heads up for anybody that if you miss out on the tickets or whatever, we obviously want you there for the live show. But the bar does open up to the general public because obviously the game is going on that night as well. We'll be hanging out for the game. So if we can't see you during the show, we'll see you after. Yeah! What did I tell you? Uh, to stuff your face with deliciousness. No, well, yes. Ooh. You should. You should. Because Panago Pizza is delicious. And it's 11 degrees outside, and it, it's like a delicious pizza night, I think. Right? Yeah. That's mm. what I'm saying. No, it's what warm. I, it's cheesy. I told you not to have faith in this Toronto Maple Leafs hockey team. And, uh, boy, gosh, I hate being right all the time. But you yet know, again, is, I'm correct. You got a pretty good, like, seven-year streak going. Of being correct all the time? All the time. All, every time. Yeah. Every time. I mean, me too. They call me can't miss wild. Yeah. Because I, I can't miss. I sit there at night and I think of the Jeff Petrie move that the Canadians made that hey. Adam Wild guaranteed they would make. And I sit there and I say, wow, it was so great that that happened. Because mm. oh, he's yeah. always right. It's true. It's and true. even if it didn't happen, it would have been right to have happened. It, it actually mm. would have. It would have. The Montreal Canadiens are no better than they were and are not in the playoffs, and they're going to keep them next year so they can just miss the playoffs again. Say something else. I'm excited. No, I'm, I can't wait. Hold me to that, Habs fans. Unless Carey Price plays 920, they're the not going. It's the internet. They've already forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. Yeah, that's true. Going. Well, listen. Let's get into somehow we're going to do this. Who wore the crown? Ooh. Woo! Guys, as you know, live generously and life will treat you royally. <coughs> Why not pour yourself in a friend a crown Why royal? Why not? A crown royal because we're going to talk about who wore the crown where we, with the help of you, recognize a Leaf player, player each show who gives it their all for the blue and white because it's our town. It is our crown. And it's not about what you have, but what you have to give. Let's crown a Leaf that lives generously by giving it all for their team. Brought to you by your friends at Crown Royal. Live generously. Life will treat you royally. Let's get into it. Steven Dangle. You know, uh, Leafs have been... We'll obviously get into this. I do not think the sky is falling in quite the way that people are saying. Mm. However, they did lose three consecutive games to teams in hockey that are not good at hockey. So, we got to look for who performed the best. Mm. Who performed the best over the California road trip? A team scored three goals in those three games. Pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Pretty sad. I think two since our last show. Or no, one goal since our last show in two games. That's right. Who scored it? Don't care. What do you mean you don't care? I <laughs> don't care. Because it's the it's the play of the team that sucks. The play of the team that sucks. But who scored the one goal? I don't know, Steve. Tell me. William damn Nylander. I'm giving it to William Nylander. He's been arguably their best player. Mm-hmm. Who without a mask, and he is exactly the kind of player who will succeed and thrive in Toronto for years to come. And we'll get into that later in the show. Mm-hmm. But I'm giving it to William Nylander. 
I'm just making a note here. It's your turn to what's, crown what's someone, note? Adam. What's that note, Adam? I'm just, I'm just saying, I wrote, Steve is mad about guy who said he won't come here. That's what I wrote down. Oh, was so, that not in your prep? Yeah. Oh, I'm but just we making don't... sure that we have Oh, do we want to talk about that? Oh, we, should, um, we should talk about how you got canceled on Twitter. Canceled? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone actually tweeted Adam and I and were like, check in on Steve after his take about you get endorsements and can't play anymore in Toronto. Yeah. yeah so. I only know one language. And I know what I said. Oh, we'll get into it later. Oh, we'll get into it. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Guys, I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm hard-pressed on this one, but I'm going to give it to Austin Matthews. Oh. I think Austin Matthews has played great, too. And I, 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 you say William Nylander, arguably their best player, and I know that I'm, I'm going to be the minority on this because you've already claimed it. Jesse, we already know how he feels about William Nylander. To me, Austin Matthews is by far the best player and has played the best on the team. Yeah, there's Nylander, arguably the best player. Matthews is. Is. And has been. And has been, and uh, doesn't matter who you are, everyone's just like, that guy's a bull in a china shop, right? Yes. Do we forgive him for the second Anaheim goal? Listen, well, where, where, <laughs> that was... Where it he was, just passed the puck to the front of the net for it was, the opposing it was horrible. team. It was horrible. It was, yeah. Here's but, the thing. When you've scored 47 <laughs> goals, I give you a pass. Okay. He's going to be on the ice. That's what Matthews did to the Ducks. He gave them a pass. Ah, Jesse, he's on. He's the on. coffee kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> is it good? It's good. Woo! It's good. Austin Matthews is probably the best hockey player we've seen play on this team in our lifetime. We don't even know it yet. And I think, I think that I there is... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I know it from seeing <laughs> it, but I don't think people realize. Yeah. Uh, he's worth every penny. Uh, there are players who make near him that are not. Uh, but he is absolutely worth every penny, and I think um, there is a... It's unfortunate that this season has been such a Jekyll and Hyde whack show craziness of, you know, Babcock getting fired and this team not being consistent and everything else that's going on uh, because it's overshadowing what is and what probably will be, uh, if things keep going the way they are, a s- historic performance by a Leaf player. I don't there's think a, it's got anything to do with him. There's a ver- no, I, I, yeah. I know that, but it's no, still I'm, overshadowing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if, if he beats Rick Five's record, which is very much within his grasp to do, People are, st- are going to be like, yeah, so what? You guys didn't win. And rightfully so, mm-hmm. which I would say the same thing. I'm still going to be Austin Matthews' biggest supporter. Uh, but I have to tell you, uh, it's a shame that it's not getting more press. What should be the story this year, and if this team was playing up to what it should be, uh, what should have been the story is Austin Matthews' season. What unfortunately is the story is the garbage that they keep putting out on the ice for us. Uh, Jesse, go ahead. Saturday night. Oh, Saturday. <laughs> Whole world of possibilities. What, what kind of loser plays on a Saturday Not anyway? the Leafs this week. That's Friday right. night, one guy showed up with three minutes left to go in the game. Mm. Tried to weld them back into it. It was William Nylander. Only goal of the game. Only goal in, uh, what was it? What was this? the time? It was like couple hundred minutes. They almost were the f- like the first team ever or something like that to get shut out back-to-back games in Southern California. Insane. Anyways, William Nylander scored a goal to break that streak. Uh, and on that goal, it was just, it was all him. He literally, he caused that turnover at the blue line. He took the puck around the edge and he shot it and went right in. Yeah. So It's even better. It, well, it's even better if you word it differently. Hmm. William Nylander with an amazing defensive play. To convert it into offense. Right. Which so many people criticize it's, him for. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to see all the William Nylander crap go away. Yeah. It's so nice. Now, there's a lot of other crap to take its place, mm-hmm. but it is so <laughs> great 
to to have like anybody that I know that is the ten million dollars because you know he made the ten million dollars pro rating last year. Um, anybody that I know that used to say that stuff cannot say a thing. Mm-hmm. William Nylander has single-handedly shut every every boomer take up, and I'm, I don't want to paint all. Starting the, to look stupid. I don't want to take. I don't want to paint all the boomers with one brush because that's not fair. But for those who are like, oh, oh he doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't play a Canadian way. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. William Nylander has done everything anybody has asked for. He scored like the most goals in tight with the goalie. There's nothing else William Nylander can do. He is a phenomenal hockey player. He's playing to his level. He's overplaying his contract. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And he did it by a he turned the tide with his play. You know, yes. he could have done it in like he could have tried to do it in any other way being nice to the media and all that, but he just he just shut up and scored a bunch of goals and that was goal number 30 and it's undeniable at this point. What's your favorite William Nylander quote? Yeah, there is none. Yeah, there's none. It doesn't exist. My you're literal- never you're never going to get a good quote out of him. No, literally my favorite William Nylander quote, prosciutto. It's from his Instagram. Because he was eating like, prosciutto. I've interviewed a guy. I don't, I don't remember what his voice sounds like. like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. just, he just matter. scores goals. He's a hockey player. Yes. Doesn't play hockey. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Prosciutto. That's who gets my crown. With that, that's who wore the crown for this episode. Brought you as always by Crown Royal. Next time the puck drops, why not? Nylander! Live generously and treat your Leafs crew to a Crown Royal old-fashioned. Now, before, excuse me, before we keep going, I want to say a very hip, ha- happy International uh, Women's Day to all of the uh, women and female-identifying people that listen to this show. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you so much for um, being a part of our experience. Um, and uh, and obviously, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of work to do when it comes to women's hockey. Uh, but uh, we just wanted to say a shout out to you. Thank you for everything that you do. And uh, obviously, go, there's a there's an article that I want to point to towards the end of the show. Christina Rutherford wrote something on Danny Ryland. We'll get into that. Uh, hmm. But it, but it's uh, it's fitting that it came out today. Christina is one of the most talented writers in the sport, and uh, this this profile that she does it's a Sportsnet big read. It's really 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 good. Another really good big read. I, I believe it's the top twenty five women in the sport. Uh, that's from Emily Sadler at Sportsnet. Yes, uh, th- yes. And it's it's enormous. Yeah. I, I lost count of how many scrolls it is, but it's really really good. And she's a uh, she's an up and comer, em- Emily Sadler. Oh, yeah. uh, she's not. She's not one of the biggest names yet. She will be, and she kicked someone's ass in a charity boxing match. Did she? she what? Did. Damn! Kicked their ass. I would not do a charity boxing match. No, it's one of those things I like to dream about and never do. Yeah, you know, even with the you know because they put face protectors on you and stuff like that. Even yeah. with that, I have no interest in the neck pain associated. No yeah, thanks. Or, or brain. Or brain power. Yeah. Well, I doubt that they hit that hard in a ch- charity thing, do they? I don't know. Well, I, dude, I, I even if they did. I on finding out. Yeah. <laughs> I will never know. Emily knows. We have, I'll uh, ask Emily. Adam and I have a close friend who boxes. Jax uh, from our morning show. Right. And apparently it's she like, boxes? Yeah, she boxes all the time because apparently it's one of the best way to get cardio. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. It's the best high intensity The thing workouts. is, though, she doesn't get hit back. Like, she hits a mannequin, right? She right. doesn't. She's not. She hits the bags or a mannequin. Yeah. 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 The, uh, yeah. In the very few times that I did any, like, MMA classes or Muay Thai or boxing, they get you, like, exhausted, then the class starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's unreal. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, we're going to get into uh, the Leafs and how they blew it in California. One out of a possible six points. Oof. This Seems is bad. Well, it, it would be bad if Florida hadn't packed it in. Now, Florida did win last night. I believe yep. the point spread now is three points, so well within striking distance. Uh, it's like Florida and the Leafs both don't want to go to the playoffs. 
but um, rather convincing win for Florida against Montreal last night on Roberto Luongo night. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but for now, I mean, listen, I said a couple of weeks ago that you should not have faith in this team. I, I certainly don't. But I didn't think that playing the three worst teams in the West would lead to not just losses. Losses are one thing. Stagnation of offense, which is the one thing they're good at. Mm -hmm. The Leafs are a top three offense in the sport. They're also a bottom three when it comes to goals against average. And it's shocking to me that the one thing that they're good at, I mean, these three teams cannot score. So it's not surprising that the games were low scoring. How is it possible? How is it possible? And Scott Wheeler put something in The Athletic today, and he's gone through the last 17 games. It seems like the Leafs have been figured out. And I'm going to point specifically to the power play again. Oh, boy. I don't understand. Explain to me this. Explain to me why it has to be passed 40 times (laughs) before we hit the blue line. And all backwards. I would rather them just go to dump and chase. They're faster than anyone anyway. Like, And I'm not... A dump and chase guy. I'm a possession guy. But it's fairly clear that all the all you have to do is if you are on a penalty kill against the Leafs, stand your four guys on the blue line, and they're going to back pass it until they're running out of people to back pass it to, and then they're going to char- try to charge through you, which doesn't work. I'm not a dump and chase guy. I'm a try literally anything different guy. And this is this is I think mostly Mitch Marner's challenge. Because you see, he's battling out there. Like we're going to spend some time on him today. Mm-hmm. Okay, he is. He a few weeks ago, the team looked like they didn't care and they're not trying. That poor guy is trying so damn hard, and it's to his detriment. He took that stu- stupid penalty. I can't remember which game that was. Was that Anaheim? Uh, I don't remember. Yes, it was, it was one of the California. Games. It was yeah. the one where he was trying to get the puck and he got frustrated. The, and the then trip. He, he, it was. Yeah. It was. Um, it was a guy I've never heard of. Sheldon something. Mm-hmm. Keep that happened Friday. Yeah. Creative sure. player. Yeah, Kiefer Sherwood. I think. Anyway. He's uh, a stick. But I, I knew the game was going poorly, or the power play was going poorly, when um, Matthews and Marner switched spots, mm-hmm. and the broadcast went, Oy! Oh! They changed spots! Remember all we yelled about when uh, the power play switched up and it actually started working? I'm like, it took you two years <laughs> to just try... Matthews and Marner switching sides. Mm-hmm. And now the power play has been has not been very good for a while now. It's been two years. It's and been, and they switched good. it up. Well, you know what? I think the other... It's, 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 it's percentage is good. It's sure. percentage yeah. isn't bad. But over the last little Consistent? while, it's completely stagnated. I think part of the problem is that you have one guy who can shoot on the entire power play. Austin Matthews... I mean, two listen, guys. Well, yeah, Willie's got a shot, yeah. but it always whistles wide. Willie's goals are in tight, right? Yeah. They are. Matt, Marner cannot shoot. Tyson Berry shoots at your knees, mm-hmm. and who else is who else is out there? Well, Tavares is there for deflections. He doesn't yep. have a lot of space to shoot where he is. And Nylander, I mean, he's usually looking for the pass, right? He can he can shoot, but he's rarely in a position to on the power play. I find it's and just, why not? It's completely stagnant. Why not? And it's always the same five guys though. Like what? You can't switch it up a but little who, once. Who's gonna switch it up? Yeah, who who do you yeah, take who, off? That? Anybody for anybody? You're you're literally putting your five best offensive players out there plus or four best plus Tyson Berry. See, I agree that they should do that. I'm, right. Yeah. I don't disagree with the lineup at all. I agree. Okay. I disagree it's with just, what they're doing. Exactly. That's probably. I mean, they are the five most capable guys. Just yeah. have them do something different. Right. Which, yeah, I don't have a problem with. That's true. And looking at the numbers, over the course of the entire season, they rank 7th in power play percentage. That's crazy, isn't it? And goals 4, they're 2nd. 
Are they really? They, going into California, they're first overall, and then Tampa passed them over the weekend. But they're second in goals four on the entire season. I gotta tell you, it's goals four. Seventh yeah. in percentage? I'm curious to know where they are in terms of, so they're seventh in percentage. What are they in terms of power play goals for? Power play I goals I bet they're four. way down like half a second. on account of Can I just throw this out there? Seventh in percentage is not good enough. That's 40. They have, forget Tyson Berry. They have $40 million out there. Yeah, right. Half the salary of the team is out there. Sorry, it, you should be number one or number two on everything. You take a penalty against the Leafs, it should be a death sentence. Yes, and it isn't. Yeah, it should be the same feeling you get when Tampa uh, goes on the power play. Yes. And you can go, well, Steve, just a few games ago, William Nylander scored a, I think it was a highlight reel power play Oh goal, my god, it was and, amazing. And they went, I think it was three for three against Tampa. Great. There's one game. This yeah, is a little Do it again. That's the shitty thing about the season, man. Keep her going. No one's no. That's the shitty thing about this Leafs team over the season. Red Wings have won like 16 times. Doesn't mean they're good. <laughs> yeah, four times against Montreal. You know, <laughs> if they true. had just if they had just lost those games, think of where Montreal might be. Anyway, <laughs> think, sorry. Think of where. Man. So I said they sit seventh in power play percentage. They sit tenth in total goals scored on the power play. It doesn't play. surprise me that that's lower. It's not as as much lower as I thought. But okay. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, what do you take away from that I, then? What I think is, is that. Well, they're just not getting as many pe- opportunities. Mm. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But the opportunities they do get, they should be number one or number two in percentage. There's no excuse. There's absolutely no excuse. It's not just the money paid. It's the skill there. Show me a team with more skill on that. And show me a power play that wastes more time getting set up than the Leafs. That's the biggest yeah. problem. They can execute once they're in. But how many power plays do we see that they can't even gain a zone entry? They're... Like, okay, Sharks played a, a good game, and the Leafs got goalied a bit. Okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and there was that. Yeah, Martin Jones had his his game good game yeah. this year. And that he, happens, but yeah. this is more than that happening. Yes. It's three right. games. No, but now, moving on to, like, so Sharks, I even said in the video, I'm like, I'm fully willing to forgive this loss. It's a loss. It's just a regular yeah. loss. You're not going to win every game. That's fine. L.A. and Anaheim, <laughs> Anaheim didn't even look like they had any interest in winning. No, neither. And of those they lost teams. their goalie. They lost uh, yes. Gibson. Yeah, like neither. And they were having a laugh the whole game. They were having a laugh. The Can- the the Ducks are playing pond hockey because their games don't matter. David Backus can barely skate. It's Man, like, is he cooked? <laughs> yeah, boy, well, he could oh he could crack Boston's lineup. I'm really yeah. I'm really glad though that he. W- he was traded from Boston because mm-hmm. they wanted him to take on a fighter's role, and I thought, dude, oh, no. don't do that. Like, he just, should not just... be taking any more hits to the head. Who is it who crushed him? Clifford? Uh-oh. And then I saw him yeah. hit the ice, and I was worried his head hit the ice. And like, 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 you've had a great career. You're young. Like, because like, really, 35 or whatever he is is young. It's in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. quite young. I mean, I'm three years away from 35. Um, Double and, your age, and you'll still probably have 20 yeah, years But left. his body looks done. Like playing at an yeah. NHL level. Yeah, you he know? may he may just be LTIR next year. Although Anaheim can't really afford that. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know regardless. What's sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, he does look cooked. You're <laughs> yeah. absolutely right. I just think it's it's. I'm so glad he's not in Boston because I didn't. When I saw those quotes come out a couple years ago before the playoffs, with you know we had a conversation with Bruce Cassidy, and then he like and, you know said that he's going to be the tough guy. I'm so glad that he doesn't have to do that now. Yeah. In Anaheim, he just has to be guy mm-hmm. whose career is over after this next season. He's got mm-hmm. one more year left. That'll be it. It's Done. not an insult. It's just it's time. It comes yeah. for everybody. Play it out on this team is going to be bottom ten. You know there will be a time when we are too crotchety and old manish to do this. <laughs> and I hope. And that time was two years ago. I depending hope, on who you. I ask. hope our family are smart enough to pull us off the show and go, "Okay, guys, you're done now. Yeah. Yeah. Wrap it up. That's enough. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't want to be 85 and doing this, guys. I love you, but not that late. And what if Ooh. you got into a podcast management role? <laughs> <laughs> what if you were a scout? Potentially, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's Mike Stevens guy. I don't know. His takes aren't hot enough. Can I just Does be he the have guy? What it takes? <laughs> Can I be the guy who's just paid to show up at like public events? I want to be that guy, just like an alumni guy. <laughs> I don't want to do any work. I you want to step salary. out and put the jacket around the fan. Right. <laughs> I just want to come out for like the troops things or yeah. yes, like Dundas Square. Yeah. 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 I don't want to actually work. And here is <laughs> Leafs alumni Christian Hansen. <laughs> right. That has happened multiple, multiple times. times. And they get paid for that. That oh, yeah. is bananas. Christian Hansen was a fourth line lead for five seconds. He's an alumni. Yeah. But, but so that, I want to be a podcast I, alumni. I like guy. that. I yeah. like that. I'm sure this burgeoning podcast <laughs> industry of ours is going to definitely have a budget for that, Jesse. Right. How, um, how full salary and benefits. How teary is that ceremony, that podcast Hall of Fame ceremony when they raise your banner <laughs> up to the... And it's just a... It's like not even a banner. It's just a giant phone case with right. your face on it or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? What year is it? 2060? No, it's like 20... 22. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Come on, yeah, what? No, because we're going to be finished. <laughs> what? No, not by then. Oh, yeah. We're not. No, no, no. We, the great thing about broadcasting is you can go for 30, 40 years, but then you got to cut it off. <laughs> my goal is to go until well beyond me being good at it. Mm. <laughs> it seems to be happen a lot. I'm going to be. Industry. I'm going to. I'm going to be honest going. with you. I'm going to be on a golf course in Florida or something. I'm going to be well out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that I don't love doing this, but everything's got a time limit, and all good things come to an end. It'll be like Louisiana because Florida's going to sink away. Right. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rising oh, water levels. People. True. That's true. I'll be in tropical Denver. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> She's be a beach in Denver. Um, thousand feet above sea level. Well, at that point, Not it'll be fifty anymore. feet. Uh, <laughs> we're actually at sea what? level. What? <laughs> no, we're just talking about Dave Bagus. I'm sorry. This what? was not. Yeah. Anyway, the 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 so issue they here. Couldn't score. They yeah, can't. The score. Kings didn't cross center ice for like the second and third period. Mm-hmm. That's because the Kings don't know how to play offense. Right. But they played this like. Just simple, dumb defensive style, and it stifled the Leafs entirely. It's crazy. If the Leafs also did that, they could stifle teams too. Mm-hmm. If they did well, and like they got, it's crazy. Like three straight games of pretty good goaltending, mm-hmm. pretty good defense. I like the way Freddie looked. Like the way Freddie looked. Like the way Campbell was amazing. Yeah, three losses. So that's where I don't get. They're going to score. Sure. Oh, the Leafs have been found out. Oh, all it took was friggin' what, 69 games? Come on now. No, this is what they've been. This is what they are. At 69 games, we know what this team is. Guys, yeah. they're a they're a win three, lose three team. That's what they are the whole way. And and I hate to I hate to say it, but that's all they've shown us all year. When people show you who they are, believe them. But depending when on the order they you, do it in, they could win the cup that way. Sure. I listen and listen. <laughs> I am good with that, but I until such time as they actually prove that they can win something, mm-hmm. um, I, which they haven't. Because uh, here's what, what here's what I see, guys. They're going to go to the first round. Let's say they make it, because that's still in the, way very much up in the air. It, yeah, so it if, seems like just by default, Florida's not going to get it. Yeah, <laughs> the worst thing Florida could do, which is what they've done, is they've given up on Bobrovsky. Mm. That's Already. the wor- yeah. Well, yeah, because that's horrible for the Leafs because they had a goalie who couldn't play goalie. And so the Leafs, now Florida's got a goalie. Because there's actually, I don't even know who it is, but it's not Bobrovsky. Who's His name backup? is not Bobrovsky. There's Montembeau, and I don't remember who else. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The fact is... They might make it, but... 
yeah. So if okay, so if the Leafs don't make it, oh my god. But if they if they do make it, what's going to happen? What do we know is going to happen, guys? They're going to play Tampa in the first round, assuming that Tampa doesn't overtake Boston, which is very much a possibility because they're coming on strong. Could and happen. that Boston-Tampa game, by the way, was so much fun. So much they fun. They played like two teams who know they're going to play each other. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah. my my problem here, guys, is that we know that if the Leafs get into the playoffs, if they get into the playoffs, they're going to play one of those two teams. What, what's going to happen? Nothing nice. Here is your ass on a plate. <laughs> they didn't have the courtesy to give it on a plate. A bowl seems more yeah. practical. But then people sit there and they tell you they beat Tampa a week and a half ago, and they looked incredible. Once, and no, they didn't. Like they looked all right. They weathered the storm. Yeah, and they beat them, and that's all they need to do. Yeah, listen, I think I'm not as down on the Leafs as people may think because of the David Ayers video, but. Um, they don't look like world beaters. But no. I'm also, I'm having a really hard time. I just look at the six defensemen they ice, and oh, we bring back Cody Cece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still looked at, and I'm like, there's no Chris, combination of these six names I like. Chris Dredger? Dre- oh, Drieger. Drieger. Who's yeah. been around for, he's he's the youngest goalie to have ever been in the league for 40 years. He had he's five two and one with a two nine nine goals against average and a nine thirty two save percentage. Wow! The best thing Florida can do is give up on uh, <sighs> on Bobrovsky, and that's, that's bad news for the Leafs. It's ten million dollars. Yep. Yeah. No, Drieger Drieger's been around for a long time, yeah. but he is he is he's better than he's Bobrovsky well. right now. He's done well. That Jeff. is unbelievable that Sergei Bobrovsky's losing his job to what's his first name? Chris Chris Drieger. <laughs> Drafted twenty twelve third round. By the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, he was in their system for a long time. Wow. Hmm. Like, what are his numbers in the minors this year? Uh, this year, he was a 932 in the minors. Oh, wow. That's really good, yeah. He's having a good year. All right, well, there you go. Um, but I, I just, I have a hard time. This is going to sound like letting them off the hook, which I am very not going to do later in the show. Mm-hmm. But if the Leafs turn in efforts like they did against San Jose, L.A., and Anaheim, I think it's fixable enough that when they get Riley and Muzzin back, they should be rolling. Mm-hmm. They were not... Yeah, that's fair. They did They did things defensively, mm-hmm. at least, that I didn't think they were capable of, especially for consecutive games. And it's not surprising to me that they had trouble scoring because they're clearly putting an emphasis on that. Counterpoint. Right? They're clearly putting an emphasis on not being garbage defensively. Counterpoint. They played the three worst teams in the West who all can't score goals. Absolutely yeah. true. Absolutely true. Absol- There's nothing I can say that would make it good. There's nothing I could say that would make it good. Um, and I, and I, I, I'm, I'm not being negative about the Leafs. I think I'm being realistic. This is not a great team. It might be a good team, even with even with Riley and Muzzin back. Yes, it's, it stabilizes the defense. But let's not pretend it looked good when they were playing. We don't have to be over the moon about an eighth place team. No, I'm not. Like if you just no, look at the I'm standings, not. it's the eighth place team in the conference. Mm-hmm. Why would we ever be super excited about that? No, no it's realistic to be like, okay, they're kind of they're mediocre. And last year, we called for the one to eight playoff format. We're still calling for it. I would take it. And everyone's just like, oh, it's just because it hurts the Leafs. There is a chance that by the end of the season, the Leafs will have the ninth best record in the Eastern Conference and make it. They could have yeah. the 11th best. They could. The Metro yeah. is better. Yeah. Which is wrong. Yeah. That should not happen. No. That shouldn't happen. The Leafs shouldn't make the playoffs if they don't deserve to make the playoffs. It's a joke. 
It is yeah. a joke. Like it's a joke. <laughs> a joke. <laughs> um, the, 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 and I don't know what you, when, when it is you want to go in on the Leafs. I'm, I'm actually surprised at how measured you are. <laughs> yeah, me because too. Because <laughs> ultimately, you freaked out over way less than this. They just lost three fucking games in a row, man. I know. No, but like, I've seen, I've seen this team at its worst this season, mm-hmm. and I just don't feel like I saw that the last three games. Well, l- great against yeah. the three worst teams in the West. No, I know, I know. I'm Sting, struggling. Three goals in three games. I'm, I'm struggling with how to feel. I really am. I don't know. I don't know. Like, at what point is the process just not good? Well, you know, eventually we're going to get results. Right. Really? When's that? Game 70? Game 71? Oh, like it's, that's... Yeah. You know what, guys? The process, we knew by game 70 we, we'd <laughs> like, have what? it. We'd have it. No, process kicks in game 20. No, and the, the, the fact of the matter is they need... It doesn't matter who's in the lineup. They need better performances out of uh, who they've got. Mm-hmm. Justin Hall is finally playing probably his best hockey under his new contract, mm-hmm. or since he signed that new contract. Pierre, where the fuck... Where'd you go? Where did you go? Engvall, fi- right? Pierre Engvall. Dude, you're finally in the show. You had to wait a while. You're playing in the Swedish league. You got your extension. You got your extension, and you disappeared. And people, I kept hearing people go, he hasn't scored in this amount of time. He hasn't scored. He hasn't scored. And I kept going, I, I feel like he has. What are you talking about? Like, hasn't he? He scored recently, hasn't he? Yeah, it was against David Ayers. Like, he's got, like, one goal in the last 20 or something like that. It was against the Zamboni driver, who won, by the way. They're undefeated. But it's he's disappeared, and they give him the shot of an opportunity, or uh, shot of a lifetime Mm -hmm. uh, with Tavares and Nylander, and whiffed on the puck, I want to say that was in the Kings game, or it might have been in the Sharks game. And other than that, he's guy. Like, he's floaty, lanky guy. Even like Mulgan has zero points. Mulgan is he's just a placeholder. Like, Nick Patan, come on, yeah, he's he right-handed is. Nick Patan. Where I bet if you looked at his numbers, they'd be all right. He's feisty. He's fast, and a big bunch of nothing happens when he's on the ice. That's Nick Patan in a in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. People go look at his numbers, and I'm like, look at the team not scoring when he's there. right. Like, yeah. like <laughs> nothing bad happens, but nothing good either. Right. Yeah. It's There's just nothing. If you need someone to cancel the. Out the play, <laughs> which you do need. That's you know, your guy. You know how I feel about cancel culture, Steve. Well, <laughs> Nick Patan, Dennis Mulligan, cancel culture. They should be on the same line. Cancel culture. That's what we'll call the whole thing. Them and like who's and I guess Engvall, because he doesn't. I wouldn't say he does anything bad. Mm-hmm. We have the cancel culture line: Pierre Engvall, <laughs> Dennis Mulligan, Nick Patan. All three can play center. All three can play wing because it does not matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We need more. I called for um, in the pregame. I think it was before the Kings game. We need more out of Travis Dermott. Damn it, we got it. So like we're getting yep. Yep. we're getting above average or like we're getting next level performances out of certain guys. Yep. You just need more. You just need more. Like you won three playoff games last year. You got to win sixteen to get a championship. The, the it's not. The difference between like sign this guy and trade it, yeah, yeah, three of sixteen, baby. <laughs> oh, woo! Oh, that and was a regular man. Thing. That's, that's like that's like fifty percent, right? That's fifty percent of what I was expecting. Yeah. yeah. Like, anyway, no, th- and and then so you need more, right? And and so let, let's talk about Mitch Marner for a second. Yeah, you've talked about all the defensive guys and yeah. all the secondary players on the all the secondary skaters, but what about Mitch Marner? 
I, again, <laughs> I'm not going to hammer him like everyone else has. I feel like, listen, with your star play, here, here's the long and short of it. People go, he's young, he's got this many points. I'm not even going to get into the money, which the money is very much a factor. They just need more. What gives me pause and what gives me reason for optimism is he clearly understands that. I'm I'm fine yeah. with Mitch and Austin and whoever else being pissed off now. I'm okay with that now. People, when I when I was in Peterborough yesterday, at the Peterborough Pete's game, everyone's going, "What's going on with those Leafs? You know, lost three straight. What's going on with them?" I'm like, you know what? They've gone into the playoffs fat and happy too many times. Yeah, they, they basically take take off from January to March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and what was what the Leafs have made the playoffs four straight years, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it four? Three, seven, three, and this would be four. So. Yes, they've been playoffs three straight years, three straight first round exits. What's the one that we always look back on with fondness? Washington. Washington. What's they lost in six? Not seven. Boston. They at least took them to seven both times. Mm-hmm. We look back on Washington because they overachieved. The Leafs should have lost in three, and that was the narrative going into it. They should have lost in three. They should have got swept by Washington, but they had to fight tooth and nail to get into that stupid thing, and they barely got into that stupid thing, and they did not waste that opportunity. They ended up losing. The best team won. What do you want? Boston both years now, consecutively, they've had a nice little nap for the last two months Mm -hmm. heading into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. If the Leafs end up making it, which again is still up in the air, I actually kind of like their chances a little bit more this year than last because at least they'll be frigging, they understand what it took to get here. They'll appreciate what a pain in the ass the month, the two months leading up to the playoffs was. Right? I'm happy. It'd be nice if they played like that. Yeah, but they're losing along the way. I agree. And that's, listen, there's nothing, at the end of the day, I'm never going to come to the conclusion that the last three games were good. Okay. (laughs) Okay? Okay. But I I am going to, I'm going to be optimistic about the process here that Marner is playing like he gives the biggest shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Scored okay. the sexiest goal of his entire career against mm-hmm. San Jose. Oh, that was a beautiful yeah. goal. And like so many highlights with the Leafs, wasted in a game that they lost. The Matthews point goal, lost. lost. The Matthews uh, uh, ear ear thing, they ended up winning that in overtime after Patrick Kane scored like 20 seconds later because Garrett Sparks was in that. Um, he just wanted a chance. Yeah. It's, well, you know. There's so many highlight reel goals Uh of this era, we'll call it the Matthews Marner era, whatever, that are wasted to losses. And well, poor, poor Mitch had his wasted. Yeah, and that's that's pro sports. I, I yes, I think, and I also, especially with a young hockey team, I I think. But more is ex- sorry. I'm saying all these beautiful things about him. You were, you're a star. You're supposed to be the star of the team, and more is expected of you. And it's not fair, and life's not fair. Uh, that's oh fine. no, it's fair. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's a thousand mm-hmm. percent fair. No, no, no. Mitch Marner... If you score 90 points a season, people want you to score 100. That's how it goes. Well, when you get well, paid... He's, yeah. pay, he's paid to <laughs> score 100 points a right. season. He's not paid to score 90. No, no. That's... I'm signing with you. I'm just wording it weird. Okay. Like, I know. It's... It, if... It, Austin. Austin is going to snore his way to, like, 55 goals. And the discussion will be, why didn't he hit 60? And it's not a criticism. It is... 
you're great. Mm-hmm. You're great. So when the Leafs lose, they look at you. John Tavares, I think, has been playing great recently, and he's been taking a lot of flack. I don't know why. I think he's, he's the been one guy great. you can rely on. Just because he put up 45 last year, and now he's at like 29. 47. 47. Yeah, sorry. well, he broke his finger. Anyway, yeah. I think he's been uh, playing absolutely great, and Matthews has been playing absolutely great. And the Leafs are going to have three guys over, with over 30 goals. Mm-hmm. Absolutely great, at least. Mm-hmm. You know, Zach Hyman might even have something to say mm-hmm. about that. It's unbelievable. And he's another guy where but, I, look, but, I look at that whole top line and I go, I'm sorry, what am I supposed to be criticizing here other than Matthews' brutal giveaway? They lost. Okay. They but, lost. But what I want to say about Mitch, because I was extra hard on Mitch. I was mm-hmm. extra hard on him. Yeah, the effort's there. It's great. That's what I want to see. Yes. And, it, and the, and the undisciplined penalty, I want him taking those penalties now. Yeah, that's fine. I, want I, I don't mind that. That's sure. that shit happens. Like, yeah, whatever. Hockey. Yeah, yeah, it's a trick. Like, yeah, and you get frustrated and yeah. you take undisciplined. Yeah, it happens. Mitch Marner, the thing that I had, the issue I had, is the effort thing can never not be there. That's the point. Totally. You want to wear an A, you want to make $11 million, sorry, but that's what it's going to be. But... You're Did, right, but I feel like we've beat that horse. I, you, you know I, I, I mean? will continue to beat that horse. Yeah. No, but the effort's there now. Yeah, I, that's what I'm okay. saying. Okay. But I'm giving him that. Oh, right. Saying, okay. great, the effort's there. But that, it's like, Jesse, Jesse, what do you always say when I say someone's really nice? That should be the bare minimum. Right. That's the yeah. bare minimum. So you need to get in the door. Game breaker money. You're not always going to be the game breaker. You're not always going to play like the game breaker. You know, Taze has had some off seasons. Kane is not, you know, Kane is not always the best player on the ice. But you mostly should be. Cindy Crosby, too. Oh, of course. Like, Listen, the, the disrespect yeah. that guy takes. I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. But my it's point like is, it's nice, to s- in the it's nice to see Mitch come back to where Mitch should be effort-wise. The execution will come. Right. We know he's going to score points. Like, And that goal was amazing to watch. Like, I'm rooting for this guy. But the point here is that that is bare minimum stuff. Yeah. I want Mitch Marner used to... There used to be a joy to Mitch Marner's game that this season has not existed. It's it. He didn't have it at first. He found it and he lost it. He's lost it, and I kind of. <sighs> Mitch has he's got to find this. That is the next evolution in him. He's a star. Do we all agree he's a star? Sure. Yeah, he's a star. The next evolution is in him. It, it seems like he can only put up two, three, four points a game. When he's in a uh, kid who just ate a bunch of pixie sticks mode, and he's super happy, and it's the next generation game, and we win eight to six. Man, the playoffs, if you're lucky, are two months long. We got to see some. We got to see the, his next evolution. Is you need to give us a struggling, a, a game where you you cannot find it, angry, pissed off performance where you succeed. Yeah, nothing is going right for you. Grit it out, and you still yes. And that doesn't mean that's hitting what or fighting do. or whatever else you want to call. Like that doesn't mean he has to fight someone. No, yeah. my no, complaint. I though, would never call for Mitch Marner to fight. My complaint like, though is that I don't think his game lends to being a game breaker. Like I don't think the way he plays right now, he's gonna dominate a game because it's it's more about getting the other guys the puck. And I feel like he's gotta he's gotta find a way to take over the game on his own without relying on his teammates and be the you know game I mean? making playmaker. He can't. He can't he's not really shoot more. Right? He's so not. I, a, feel, I think it's that simple. Yeah, it's actually. probably it's probably that simple. Yeah. He's become a better goal scorer, but he's not. He's never gonna be the one guy. He always seems like the one A or the or the one B. You know, he's he's the Maybe. Robin to. Batman. Uh, Batman, who's Austin, you know, I, or John I'd say, Tavares. And I'd I, say he's more like the Vegeta 
to Goku. <laughs> right? Vegeta was more useful to Batman than Robin mm-hmm. was. No, sorry. Fuck. Vegeta was more useful to Goku than Robin was to Batman. Mm-hmm, right. And that is going to be the entire comment section for the show now, <laughs> is the war over what I just said there. But, I, yeah. I hope it this team gets to a point where you've got three guys who can take over the game. Because right now it seems like it's JT and it's Austin who could really, okay, I'm the star, I'm getting paid the $11 million, I'm going to win this game for us. And I feel like, and I want Mitch to get into that category where it's the three of them. It feels like right now he's kind of just this little step below. And yeah. I hope he can change his game to more, where it's that. But there's room. There, there is. And he, he has the skill. Yeah, 100%. The one, the one thing that's giving me pause, there. because, I mean, yet. when you talk about Hockey, you, you you know, you try to solve all the world's issues, okay. and you, okay, we got to do this, we got to do that. Do you got to blow up the core? That the difference with the Leafs' core is it's younger than yours, right? Right. So, on Mario Lemieux didn't make the playoffs till whatever, whatever. This is what I keep hearing from people. Mitch is going to get better. Austin is going to get uh-huh. better. Willie's like, going to get better. Willie's going to get better. Yeah. Dermot's going to get better. Like it may simply just not be their time. It might just be yeah. It may simply just not be their time, which is super unfortunate. What if and they it's simply, frustrating and it's the least sexy thing you could possibly say? What if they yeah. simply grew up, Steve? Immediately. What if they <laughs> simply grew up <laughs> no, this I, week? You know what, Steve? I think I think you're bang on on that one. Yeah. I think, and and that's the thing. You know, we we a couple weeks ago got got pretty bent out of shape about that Carolina game as. As one does. But, but that was like were, the third time we did it that, this year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you remember, the, do you remember the game before the All-Star break? There were a lot in succession. There were a lot and they had a very bad run of games. They deserved to be screamed at. But. Which is why we've seen them at their shittiest. And I looked at these three games and I went, well, there's no situation where getting one out of six points in California is acceptable. But I at least saw some give a shit. Right. Yeah, yeah, you and that's I mean? that's all I ask. Yeah, and that now, was that's that. Now I I was the one that was saying like if you got to trade someone, trade Mitch Marner, right? Like and I and I I stand by that. If so, you do have to trade yeah. someone, you're trading Mitch Marner. Sorry, hundred percent. But I think I think that it would be better, and I don't want this. It would be better if they were able to hang on to these guys, and they were able to grow together as Kyle Dubas expects them to be, and it would be great if they could mature together and start to perform, but. The thing, the thing that bothers me with this streakiness is that this team is capable of more. We know that they don't have to be this streaky. We know that. And that's the part that, that frustrates the hell out of me is that Ugh. I know it's not, I, yeah, it's probably mental maturity. Yes, for sure, for sure, for sure. But we know they've, they've exhibited at an NHL level before that they don't need to play like this. Now, so let me, let me ask you guys something. Because this, this goes back to something I was previously saying. They scored three goals in California. Mm-hmm. Who scored? Austin, Willie, Mitch. Those are the three. So the three guys that were, that were chewing out. They, I, we're not chewing them out. No, I know. But Sheldon Keefe wants more out of the, the bottom six, and I guess middle, middle six. The Leafs were getting so much of that. They were getting so much yeah. depth scoring, and it's frigging Well, because Johnson and McKayev are gone. Yeah. Those guys were both on track Man, for 40, 50 points. That's mm-hmm. still a great bottom six. Like he and he he screwed his head back on and he put Kerfoot at center, which strengthens the bottom six. Engvall is there. Kapanen is there. Clifford is a bull in a china Love shop. Uh, has been playing better recently. Spezza's, I mean, fallen off offensively a bit, but like for, for crying out loud, it's thirty-six-year-old Jason Spezza. Mm-hmm. Like. He, I know the season he's been having, but you did not sign him to relying on you money. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, you had you signed him to. You can play in the lineup. Yeah. Money. So if we get more out of the bottom six, I mean, those games were all so tight. I know the San Jose one ended five two, but empty netter and the game got away from them off a shitty bounce. If if they get any kind of production out of their bottom six, there's no reason to believe they'd get any less than four points out of six. So is it as simple as the stars are actually showing up? And they just need they just need more out of guys. Mm-hmm. Like I think back to Washington when they won the cup. Ovechkin wins the Conn Smythe. Kuznetsov hits another level. Backstrom is Backstrom. Carlson is Carlson. Holtby ends up being Holtby. But he wasn't going in. Grubauer was the guy that was holding them together. But who scored half his playoff goals in the Stanley Cup final? Devontae Smith Pelly. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Brett Connolly had another unreal Stanley Cup final. And Tom and Wilson Jay was, Beagle. Uh-huh. Jay Beagle. Who and, got a and, big fat contract after that final. And Tom Wilson was great throughout he those was. playoffs, which you, that's what got him the contract, and he's continued to earn it. Like, you need the whole damn team to show up, and maybe that's the Leafs' issue, is teams in the NHL are good enough that you only have one line, or even two, they can shut you down. Because mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about the other two. Right. They don't even have to worry about the other two lines. Mm-hmm. So, and what probably aided, I bet, their bottom six was having defensemen who can move the puck and blast it. Jake Muzzin, we've joked about, is a fourth forward whenever he wants to be. Mm-hmm. And so is Riley. And like, Barry doesn't even have the option to pinch with who he's playing with right no, he now. Doesn't. He's either playing with the 19 year old or Martin Marincin. So, what if, what if things, because of all the reasons I just mentioned, aren't actually that bad. I know this is re- a really weird angle for me to take. I'm sure I'm get- catching a lot of people off guard here, but what if the sky's not falling? I can't wait for you to set yourself up for more disappointment. I'm just I'm, I'm watching it unfold right now. They stand a chance in the first round. It's the NHL, yes. Okay. Oh yeah, they stand a chance, but they're not going to win. <laughs> like I'm sorry, I you you can't tell me right now. <laughs> There's no one. You cannot tell There's me right no one now. I'm putting money down right now. There's not a single team in the Eastern Conference. I would put money down right now and saying the Leafs would beat them. Right. The argument... The, I don't know if the Leafs would win a seven-game okay. series against the Rangers. The argument that it's, it's sports and anything can happen isn't an argument. No. You can put that that's a, t- towards that's a false anything. Flag. I know. No, well. That's not... That's like that's, that's like, confidence in a that's team. like going. Well, it's NASCAR. Any car can win. I know, Adam. Adam. <laughs> no, the two cars at the front probably have a better shot than the four guys 40, 40 rows back. Right. I think Adam and I agree <laughs> on what reality is. I think we agree on what reality is with this team. We're just choosing to look at it differently. I don't you're think probably, that. Is, what the, you're probably more right. <laughs> what is happening? I that was passive aggressive. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, no. I don't I, think you I guys am calling you the realist. I'm calling myself the sweet summer child. But here's fool. the thing. I gotta pick you up off the floor when you're inevitably disappointed again. <laughs> you know your role in this relationship. Adam. Right, Jesse, Why am I right? I, I don't know. What is, what is your logic? <laughs> My logic? I'm a little confused. My logic is they have more to give and they will give it. Okay, so you don't agree with Adam at all? No, no. No, no. <laughs> We're agreeing we with still... how they're playing. What their performances yes, are. Yes, I think we, we're all Adam, looking at these games and we're seeing what's happening. Yeah, the, the disagreement is Adam says this is just what they are flatly, and I am saying they can ascend. It, I think. They, no, but no, the frustration no, but is they can. You're saying, and yeah. they're not. And that's the frustration. You're saying they can't ascend. And I'm saying they 
Will. Okay. You saying they can ascend is just, that's just how it works. You know, that's not. Steve, I can ascend to the NBA. Right. I can. You, no, Probably but there is no, even like a, even okay, like a realistic example. scenario. You can say, I can ascend. Say you run a mile in five minutes. You right. can be like, I can ascend to four minutes and 30 seconds. Like, yes, sure. you can ascend to that. And if you work hard and you do it and you get there, then you did. Mm. But that but saying like that, that much, can man. happen doesn't mean that it's going to happen. But like, there's so no... you, you believe that it's going to happen in these next three weeks. Yes. You believe that they're going to reach a new level in the next three weeks. You think they're going to so, get okay, a new game? That's a completely different argument. I believe they can. Will they? Yes. And I'm saying, oh, yes. I'm saying the team that you see before oh, you, yeah. even with Morgan Riley healthy and Jake Muzzin back in the lineup, is the team that they are. I'm saying I'm in. People have been asking right. me for a long time there now. You in. I am in. I am Listen, in. Let me just throw this out there. I want to be. I don't want to think this way. But I, I'm a big believer in when people... And when things show you what they are, believe them. Mm. And I believe them. <sighs> I, I believe you, Leafs. I believe you. I've just hit this weird spot where I'm I'm screaming for more out of these guys who, like, some of them are barely older than I was when I graduated university. And, and I'm starting to them's feel... Them's the brakes, baby. I know them's the brakes, but <laughs> I'm starting bad? to feel stupid. <laughs> if anything, it's... No, no, I don't feel bad for them, but it's... Are you it's, it's, you're it's starting to feel stupid now? <laughs> Man, oh... <laughs> We're all stupid. <laughs> oh yeah. We chose this. I know. Why would we cheer for them? We could have cheered for anybody else or any other sport. All right. Um <laughs> This management group has one of the best young cores in the sport. Sure. They've chosen to invest in it. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that's gonna make them better is time. Um and maybe them's the breaks. Mm -hmm. But I would like to see them surprise me. Does this not strike you as a leafy thing? That they would lose to a Zamboni driver and look like garbage heading and into the playoffs? And then go all the way to the third round? And then sure. go to... Yeah! Sure. And doesn't that strike you as the leafiest thing ever? Don't think that I haven't thought that in, in, in my positioning mm -hmm. on this show. Because mm -hmm. I know that I'm taking a risk. And I and, and the, the one thing I don't want to get lumped into is there are, there are, there are pundits in this market that they default to negative because it's easy. Yeah. If you default to negative, you basically can't lose because most of the time in any sport, on any team, most of the time, unless you're the New England Patriots, you lose. Yeah. And when, so when you take a negative stance in sports, too, you're going to get the most reaction. Yep. And then if the team outperforms it, it doesn't matter because the fans are happy. Exactly. So it's... Well, it's and then you no, the the write the article you, like, right. go, they you, surprised us all and right. we're all thrilled about it. And then you're like, but they, they changed and they played different and now they're on top. You right, know, it's such a terrible but, take but, to stick negative. So, Sorry. so I'm trying to stay away from it's that. It's lazy, but yeah, I am trying lazy. to. I am trying to look at this objectively as what have we seen so far? It's I, in years past, I'm all the way in on them, and this year more than most years, the expectations are higher. The results have been even lower, and I just can't. I know that there are people out of the lineup. I know that there are big pieces, but better teams. Sorry, worse teams have done better. Yeah. There, yeah. I, I go back to, and this is going too far back now, but the the Leafs team, I can't remember what year it was. I want to say 2002. The year where they lost 7 of 8 to Ottawa mm -hmm. and then played them in the first round. And beat them. I believe they swept them. It's the leafiest thing of all time. Yep. And nothing was expected of that team, and I want to say they made it to the conference final that year. I'm not totally sure. I think that was the Carolina conference year. Right? 
And there was no reason to believe in that team heading into the playoffs. And then they got me thinking, I remember, oh, uh, they're going to play Carolina. Oh, And they just won two rounds without Matt Sundin. Uh Holy shit, this team might win the cup. Now, thank goodness they didn't make the final that year. Detroit would have murdered them. But, you know, it comes out of nowhere sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's but you look. shouldn't you shouldn't be banking on out of nowhere. Yeah. The team so far so, in sixty nine games. I shouldn't say out of nowhere. In sixty nine games, they haven't proven anything. They're an eight. <sighs> I'm going to the bathroom. You guys continue this. Can I put it on? I have a funny feeling. <laughs> that was based on watching. If them. that's the stance you want to take, then I'm not going to argue that. I hope you're right. Yes, we're we're all hoping that crazy thing that might happen might happen. We're all banking on. Hey, maybe they just get lucky. And this is then all of a sudden they start playing, but they haven't shown that that's going to happen. So we're, we we can't sit here and be like we think we think luck's going to happen. I'm just I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of things I like. Mm-hmm. I'm just not seeing them put together all at once. And, and that's a, what champions do, right? Is they're able to take it up all at the same time, which the Leafs just haven't been able to do. But I'm watching them do things where I'm like. This is a step in the right direction. It, the struggle has been getting them all to do it on the same night. Now, is it fair, which I think is Adam's stance, I'm not going to believe in them until we see that moment where it's all put together. That's totally fair. Okay. I just feel like the playoffs are stupid, and sometimes it comes together <laughs> game one. Sure. But they got to make it to game one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got to make it to game one, and then you have to hope the magic thing happens. Yeah. You know, it's they. They're not a team like <sighs> Tampa. Will not be caught off guard in the playoffs this year. They know what happened last year, uh, and they're a veteran team. And I know a lot of those guys are kind of looking at their driver's license, going, "Oh shit! Like mm-hmm. I'm about to be on the wrong side of thirty. Like, and this team's really good. How many more kicks at the can am I going to have?" The Leafs at their age, have got to be looking at absolutely every team they play and going, they're the favorite. Like, I'm just... I just got here in this league, no matter what amount of money I'm making. Mm, maybe they got, should believe in themselves. No, but then <laughs> they, they have two months off just sleeping, heading into the playoffs. This year, battling, I think, is a great thing for them. So when do they start battling? They battled the last three games. They just lost. They did. Okay. They did. Okay. All right. I'm not doubting you. I'm I'm I am I am choosing to hope with you. Yeah. yeah. Now that this is me being nice to them. Want me to be mean to them? Sure. Uh, not mean. No, not needlessly. No. Well, I'm a big meanie. Okay. Why are you a big meanie? Because uh, the Toronto thing from yesterday. Oh yeah. Okay. So there's okay. So this this comes from is it the Athletic? Yeah. I don't know. So there's an article. You can always tell the font from the Athletic. Uh, uh, there's an article that basically said player X who doesn't want to be named put Toronto on his no trade list because uh, the media again it's the same narrative about the media scrutiny. Yep. They write about when you miss a pass in practice. Have you ever heard of that ever once? No, I think you don't need to be literal about that. What the what yeah, the player sure. is saying is is I don't want to be there because the media scrutiny is too much, and my my stance on that has always been good. Don't play here. Hundred um, percent. You need guys, and the one thing I'll say about Cappy, oh. Nealander, Matthews, Marner, 
Not less so about Tavares. Tavares is not this type of personality. Can, can you bring up the tweets that I put? Thank you. I yeah, got them in front you. of me. You. Whenever you're ready. Sure. You need players here who want to be stars and want to be in the spotlight. And I can say that about Cabby. I can say that about Neilander. I could say that about Matthews, and I could say that about Marner. None of them mind it, right? When they, they those guys have personalities and they're brash and they're young and I think they're where the NHL is going. There's a lot of guys in other in other teams that I'm not naming that are just the same. Totally. The the old hockey thing about oh guys don't want to play here because um, they are uh, because the media scrutiny is too much. No, I think the real reason here is the Leafs haven't won. If the Leafs were per, if the Leafs were in this media heavy market, which we are. And were perennial winners. If the Leafs had the New England Patriots amount of championships in the last twenty years, yep. that's not even a conversation. And and what I was saying on the way in, where do you what little market do you go to hide in in the NFL? Oh, you can you can hide San in Diego. NFL. Yeah, mm. you the can Leafs, hide in the. The Leafs draw more fans than the San Diego Chargers easily. And the Los Angeles. Sorry, it's not even San Diego yeah. anymore. Well, was, there you go. <laughs> the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, they went to a bigger city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, like. Like that, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers haven't been good for years. Yeah. There's lots of teams that just don't make the playoffs. Jacksonville had like one flash in the pan, and they're and, not great. And star players uh, flock there for a quiet life, right? No, no. They go to the big. Yeah, they want to be on the big stage. NBA, same thing. Yeah, I gotta tell you, you gotta a, draft a guy can, like Giannis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the NBA, you're not getting him as a free agent. Well, and they may not keep him. Right, that's the thing. So, and I. Uh, What's interesting about that in hockey is that if if I'm a general manager and I find out my player doesn't want to be under the most pressure in the biggest spotlight, I'm a little concerned about that player. The guys that I want are the people that are the most competitive. And that's not to say that players in a smaller market will use Florida, will use Arizona. doesn't mean they're not competitive. What I'm trying to say is I want somebody who wants to be on the biggest stage because I want somebody who wants to perform for the Stanley Cup. A lot of NHL teams will intentionally antagonize you uh, at the draft combine to see how you respond. And you might go, well, you know, it's a bunch of adults picking on a 17 or 18-year-old. And it is. Life's hard, man. That's what it's going to be. Life's hard. And if they draft you and you're Swedish, you could be playing against grown men a few months from now. Who are going to antagonize you. Right. Who are going to, they are going to say things that you did not know were in the English language at you. That you're just learning. That you're just <laughs> learning. Can I give, yes. can I give some context to the quote that Please was viral on Twitter? Because sure. it, there's a little bit of misinformation there. Okay. Fake so news? It's from an article in The Athletic. And I did something that I hate doing, mm-hmm. which is responding to a blurb. Yes. So Craig Custance. Uh, Shame on me pulled pulled 22 NHL agents and he asked them one of the final questions he asked them was which two teams are most likely to land on a client's no trade clause and then he lists the numbers number one was Winnipeg number two was Ottawa number three was Edmonton number four was Buffalo weather owner weather number five was Columbus what was four sorry Uh, four is Buffalo weather owner weather city what was five Columbus. I'm not sure I actually And like when Columbus. we get to Columbus, only two people voted for only said Columbus. Toronto landed on the list 
at the very bottom with one. With one. So the quote that goes so around makes, about it, one guy. makes it look like, oh, Toronto's most le- least likely uh, or most likely to have a no trade clause on it. it. One, when in reality, one guy. it's the last mm-hmm. place in the poll, and the top ones are all small, cold <sighs> weather places. If I if I could so, do it all over, I just wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> right. But I would still believe what I'm saying. So now that I've right. said it, what did you let's, say? Let's go let's into get so, into what you so said. So the quote from Here, you the want me one, to read it? I'll yeah, say I, it in I, my I, voice. <laughs> Hold on, hold oh, on, oh, that? hold on. Yeah, so sure, the sure, quote sure, sure. from the one agent who said Toronto's most likely is Toronto. The impression is you can't miss a pass in practice without being questioned about it afterwards. So this doesn't even come from a player. This is an, an anonymous agent who was polled, and the, he was the only one who said Toronto, and he's the one who said this quote. This is why you, so, don't, you don't do what I did, kids, <laughs> which is respond to a blurb. So Steve saw this one quote. And, and I was said, just in a bad mood in general and just thought, I'm going to take this out on 145,000 people. So you like can read idiot. it in your own voice. Um, so, and poor, can I issue an apology to Jacqueline Taylor, whose mentions I'm sure I just bombed by a friggin' uh, quote t- tweeting you because you had the blurb there. So, I said, Toronto. Where the fourth line right winger, being Frederick Gauthier, is in a national ad campaign and statues are built for guys who never even won a championship is hard to play in. Next tweet. Ilya Mikheyev was a leaf for literally 45 seconds, scored one goal, said I like soup into a microphone, and got a soup sponsorship! Sometimes I wonder how hard some NHL players would buckle in any other major sports league. Sorry people watch you play. What people are missing here, I think, is there's a is there's good and bad. There are bad things about playing in Toronto. Absolutely. But so many guys here are embraced immediately and beloved forever for accomplishing practically nothing. It's a big market. There's good, there's bad. So one one thing I saw was, well what do you mean like the, the, there's something about uh, resentment with accomplishing actually nothing? Yeah, what 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 do you mean? Like, what what do they play the games for? I'm sorry, you play to win. But Isn't my, that it? My question: You play to win. You try to score more goals than the other team. Goals, mm-hmm. wins, championships. Those are all accomplishments. What are you talking about? But Steve, if who, in absence of them, what am I supposed to do? Be happy? Who said they didn't want to play here? Who one agent? Thank you. Yes. No, but I didn't know that. Oh, Jesse, we've established I was wrong to go down this path. Who said, who said they didn't want to play in Toronto? One agent. Thank you. Yes. Now. No, I know that now. Okay. I know that now. Okay. But no, but then... What, so here's here's what it is. From, An agent! From anonymously! From those tweets... From those tweets... My mentions and now this podcast... Is it fair We're dance? all arguing over one potentially fictional person. But a lot of people got mad, so let's sure. talk about it. All right, yes. Let's yes. talk about it yes. then. Okay. What do I mean by players would buckle in any other sports league? In any other sports league, stardom is embraced. NBA players are stars. They go to cities, big cities, to win championships. Cities with big fan bases where they get tons of scrutiny. Uh, LeBron James retiring to a quiet life in Los Angeles. Like, are you joking? Kawhi Leonard went to L.A. I know he's from there, but the guy seems quiet and like he wants to be left alone. So he went to 
LA. And the reason he went to LA, I might as well be at home because there's nowhere to hide in the NBA. There's nowhere to hide in the NFL. In the NHL, you can go to a city and hide where next to nobody gives a shit about who you are. That is the fact because the NHL is not nearly as popular as those places. But you don't want to be a star for the New York Rangers. Like, forget the Leafs. You don't want to be a star for the Montreal Canadiens. Boston Bruins. Boston Bruins? Dude, I want to be a star for the Boston Bruins. It'd be amazing. Bruins love being Bruins. But the great thing about the Canucks, Oilers, Flames, any Canadian team, Bruins, Rangers, Flyers, is that their fans are happy when you lose. Stop it! Like, Toronto's unique in that category. Well, Leaf fans did. What about the April Rhymer thing? And what about this? And what about that? Are we really going to do this? Are we going to play this game? Every fan. We're going to play this game. I'm not even going to... I'm not going to insult other fan bases by going down that path. Because if you want, we can go through every fan base. Has shitheads. Toronto is going to have more examples because there's more of us! We're the most well-traveled fan base in the sport. In the sport. Bar none. Montreal, 24, not even close. Nobody's even close. Ask, of uh, course there are going to be more examples. Ask ask um, EPL fans if they like Manchester United fans. Mm, probably At, not. Ask any... Any fan of any other team, if they like Manchester United fans, ask any fan of any team if they like Real Madrid fans that are not Real Madrid people. Yeah. Ask ask if in in Italian league if Juventus or Inter Milan fans are well liked. The point is that every fan group the death and every sport, yeah, it's the Death Star. They're the again, Leaf fans. You're the big evil empire. Mm-hmm. You are the stormtroopers, man. You are Darth Vader. That's what you are. But we're only focusing on, and this is what, I don't like this player, This now that I know it's one player, but this one player agent. It's not a player. This <laughs> one player agent's <laughs> attitude. Well, no, 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 no. They all, but no, no, a player clearly said this to the agent. No agent no, is saying no, to avoid Toronto. Toronto say, makes agents money. He didn't say uh, that a player said this to him. He said the perception is. He made up From this a quote. player. What, did he just make it up? He did. Yeah, you it's know what? It's probably based can on I a throw, conversation. Can I throw this out there? It's probably based this on a is, conversation. This is, this is getting under Steve's skin for, for a couple of reasons. One of the things when the Leafs could not sign players, and this is not your fault, by the way. This mm-hmm. is something that we all agree Nor with. has anything ever been. When the, the, I'm glad that I've had 24 hours to think about my tweets and how right they are. The Leafs what? used to be able to buy teams. Mm-hmm. And when the salary cap was instituted, they all of a sudden couldn't. And Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment didn't understand the concept the for Leafs, about 12 years. Hang on, they, hang on. They, they emptied their wallets right when the cap was implemented. Right. It literally yeah. screwed them for a decade. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Well, and then they continued mismanagement doing screwed them for a well. decade. It should have yeah. screwed them for a year. They started on the wrong foot, and then they continually did bad. Grew stuff. five yeah. feet and went on the wrong. And they one. should have had a potato in charge instead of their team. One hundred percent, they would have done better. Yes, that was fun. Now, beyond that, beyond that, there was for years players, massive players, big, big name guys who would who would come up. Oh, a local Toronto kid, maybe he'll come to Toronto. He spend the whole year mm-hmm. s- speculating. You know, Brad Richards comes to mind. Steven Stamkos was one, but that's sure. a little bit of a different situation. But all these these guys, Brad Richards especially, mm-hmm. and every single time, and this is so funny because at the time there were people who who 
went on television here, and I don't think it happened in the States because no one pays attention this closely in the States, unless you have NBC, you know, whatever. It's behind volleyball. Yeah, no one cares. No one cares. Um, and pe- people got mad at that. Oh, you care. That's fine. People so do I. Most people ca- don't. People Most in- people do not care about hockey. Okay, got it. All right. All there right. it is. <laughs> one people, and I remember this, went, said straight-faced into a camera that the reason that Brad Richards did not want to sign here was because the media scrutiny was too hardcore. And he went to New York! Mm-hmm. Manhattan! I think he just wanted to live in New York, man. Like, and they gave him eight and a half million per year! And, and it was a bad was contract. Bad. And it turned like, out it to be a bad deal. It was a horrible contract. Yeah, but the lease were bad, too. Yeah. You know? Why, like, why would yes. he have wanted to right. come here? Why it would, would been, Stamkos it have been, agreed to join the last place league? Right. It, would have been, it would have been Brad Richards and Tim Brent. And Steven Stamkos could not have known. And also... He had a great no. thing going in Florida. Tampa is an yeah. amazing place to live. Like, why would you leave? It's kind of it. funny how when the team got good and then they had great management, they signed the biggest free agent in NHL history. Crazy how that happens, right? Funny. Maybe it had nothing to do with the market at all. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, and and but they signed a superstar who loves the spot, like John Tavares. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just hated the listen. So you keep going to who said this? No it was an agent did. at the time. <laughs> I thought this player was real. Yes, and so did everyone else. By the sounds, of yeah. It. And it's also I can't hammer this point uh, enough. enough. <laughs> it, it, Toronto was last on the list. Yes, mm-hmm. of teams that were mentioned, which is hilarious. Yes, and this is why you. <laughs> yeah, like, screw you, boss. We finally got one over on don't you. Don't do is, what I did. You do your research. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I. Sh- Sorry. Let, listen, I went on Twitter today on my desktop. I deleted it from my phone. Sometimes I need to... We go through this every few months. I have to delete it off my phone because I get crazy. That's fine. Fair. But at the time... Like, okay, so I went at this potentially fictional person, but then everyone started to defend this potentially yes. fictional person. And, in Toronto, and it's a loser attitude. It's, it hasn't been helped by the other Toronto sports. Like, Toronto's seen Vince Carter leave. They've seen Chris Bosh leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is this perception throughout the mid-2000s that nobody wants to come to Toronto. And, any, and American, the, the Jays couldn't sign anyone. American you know? NBA players and American baseball players did not want to come to Canada. Well, no. The reason they didn't it want was, to come to Canada was, was because country. they were poorly run teams. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> they yeah. you know, Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let me talk here. Let me say this. Let me say this for a second. Do you know that (laughs) it's cold? In the early 90s, the Jays had the biggest payroll in all of baseball. Do you know that? I believe it. In 1991 and 1992 and 1993, it was like $45 million. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money back then. Now, hang on. When they got off the plane to come to Toronto, trade or free agent, do you know what used to happen? The Jays would hand them the keys to a brand new Honda Civic. Every single player that came in. Every brand new player, they just hand them a hunt. Just give them a car. Give them a car. They wanted to be here. The thing is that players do not sign up for teams that are shitty. They right. do not want to go <laughs> no, to teams that suck. And here's out. Out. Hang, hang, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I got to say this. I just, one little blip. Okay. Uh, one little blip. <laughs> the Jays, it was 45 million bucks? Yeah. That's what the cap was when it was implemented in 2005. Oh, I agree. And we're yeah. talking about the early 90s Jays. Yes. Baseball. Because baseball makes a lot more money and has more games and yeah. everything. Because people give more of a shit. Well, less so now. But less so now. But the the baseball will always outrate hockey in the states until I guess the the older guys die off. But 
the 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 point I'm trying to make and what I was trying to say earlier with Brad Richards as the example is there was a media and I I know this it was a media driven narrative at a time where there really was no social media about playing in Toronto and how harsh the spotlight is mm-hmm. and that was driven by members of the media and it goes back to something that we've talked about a couple years ago and this this is something we're all guilty of becoming a little too self important and what <laughs> happened was yeah. it's it was sort of like oh it was sort What's of the they, name of the show they sort of said it. No, no, that's fine. No, they sort of said it as like a, you know, we're just too damn tough on them. It was sort of like they look at the camera and go, you know. Uh, So the Toronto media thing is a Toronto media Because the Toronto media love, love, love. Don't kid yourself. Love to know that I played a factor here. Mm, I'm at it. It's self-importance, man. And it's something we heard all the way growing up. Now, is it also, though, because people go, well, the hot dog thing. And I'm like. That's one guy. That's a Steve Simmons article yeah. in the Toronto Sun. I wish you understood. Which is patient zero. What it, yes. <laughs> like, that's the guy. Yeah. Like Him whole, and Festrick and there's uh, there's names yeah. that you can put no, out no, there. No, it, literally one guy, patient zero, Toronto. That's what everyone's saying. But yeah, that's what people do with it. It's like the April Weimer. Yeah, it's wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong to Are do you that, fired right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just overcome with how right I am. Well, in this I think situation. I oh. think I think Steve. God, it's it so was good. the reason that you went off on it is because you've heard it so much and uh-huh. it's such a load and of crap. It's nonsense. It's crap. Yeah. It's crap. And it's potentially it's, literally made up. It's, and it's never been true. Like no. it's literally no, been a, if, a media-driven narrative by the media about the media. Yeah. No, the reason players didn't want to come here is the team flipping sucks. Exactly. <laughs> Teams don't want to go to Montreal simple. because of the scrutiny. Or the taxes are bonkers and the team hasn't made the playoffs in two years, potentially three. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, the taxes are a major factor in Quebec. If the you're the major. best team in the league, who cares where you are? You ask most people in hockey media, they will tell you Vancouver is actually probably the worst one. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that many and times. every summer, oh, they can't give away enough money in free agency. Mm-hmm. They cannot give it away fast enough. Well, they're, they're going to have trouble this year because they don't have any left to spend. Well, that's because of the cap. If there wasn't any, they'd give away more. <laughs> People still go there. <laughs> the best thing that's happened to Jim Benning is he's already spent all of his money, so he can't sign another bad contract. It's great. It's great for Vancouver. It's... There are, and and this isn't, I've been bullish on the Canucks all year. I think they're better than people give them credit they for. Are. Especially they with are. Mark they are. They are. Oh, yeah. Especially with Mark Shim in the lineup. But, um... That like Jim Benning is is a is a great example of why the salary cap is there because GMs are stupid. GM and you might go well the Leafs and Kyle do yeah the Leafs too, the Leafs too like the salary cap is there so that the Leafs can't spend uh, like forty million dollars more than the Jets or something like that or the Jets oh, weren't even around when be, the cap was it would be more than that. It would be way the more Leafs would be that. 100, 150 million at this point. Oh, Don't yeah. give yourself. The salary cap, and I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I believe the salary cap, the actual cap, the ceiling of it, is still not at where the Leafs were spending in 2004, the last year yeah, they where had there an wasn't one. 88 million dollar team, I believe that year. I think I think you're right, or 90, or it was something. Like and that. there were three. T- I, th- I want to say the top four teams in terms of spending were the Leafs, Canucks, Rangers, and Flyers. Yeah, and they were all like somewhere in the. Oh, and Detroit was probably in there too. They were all somewhere in the seventies and eighties. And we just got back to that now. It took fifteen years. Well, to give you an example too, Gretzky was making 
about as much money in 1993 as Leon Dreisaitl makes now. Hmm. Matt Sundin oh, was shit. making the same amount as Leon Dreisaitl makes now in 2001 when he signed his extension with the Leafs. Didn't Joe Sackick make like 15 million bucks? Forsberg did. For, I don't know about Sackick, but I think wild. Forsberg did. Yeah. It was wild. That's anyway, what we're getting into a completely the, the, different The key is, like, let's just drop that. that People that want to come of, to Toronto when they're good. Yeah. And if you can play three years here and be, like, a decent player, you're set for the rest of your you're life. You're set forever. Sign you're autographs gonna be at forever. every charity tournament. You're going to have a little commercial here and again, and you're good. Hey, Who wouldn't want to do that? Connor Brown, at the <laughs> end of his career, let's say he plays till he's 40 years old, which yeah. he might. Connor Brown, at the end of his career. And he plays, and he plays for the Panthers. For the rest of it, plays know? for the yeah. He nobody can play ever hears from somewhere him. in complete wherever. <laughs> yeah, for the rest of his career. But you know what? He was a leaf for three. Connor Brown's good and scored a big goal. He scored good. a enormous goal. And if he wanted to, signings, everything for the rest of his life. It's just the idea that we now know is potentially baloney. <laughs> but a lot of people do believe that is a thing. Yeah, it takes no account for all the. Fucking amazing shit that comes with being a Leaf. Mm-hmm. Amazing shit that comes with being Things a Leaf. Things you can't get anywhere else. Yes. Yeah. Do, and do you take shit sometimes? Of course you do. Of course you do. If you go to a market where no one gives you any shit ever, you're in a garbage market mm-hmm. for sports. Tree falls in the woods. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. Oh, well, you're, so you're saying that, like, death threat? No, stupid. <laughs> I'm not. I think you are. No, stupid. I think like, you are. No. I think like, Steve is encouraging yeah. death threats. Yeah. I think so what, Twitter is right. So what you're saying is Babcock was right to do what he did to Marner. <laughs> Nobody said that. What cereal box maze did you complete uh, no, to get there? Who tweeted you that? I don't know. Did someone actually come yes. close to that? Like and like Oof. and I don't have a problem with them. Like no. but like what cereal box crazy maze? Yeah. Snakes and ladders. Did you take to get there? What are you are, talking about? And 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 takes sorry, are garbage. And I, I, I uh, tease this at the beginning of the show. Yeah. You know, th- what about all the shit that William Nylander takes? What about all the garbage that William Nylander takes in this market? First of all, I think that is now out of date. There are far more people. He who is def- beloved. He is beloved. <laughs> Leaf fans. We have a huge. Love. We have a huge stand community. It's going, yes, it's going very strong. Now, part you of the are, reason you are leading that charge, I am, and I'm very <laughs> absolutely. But part of the reason is they had to fight against the criticism of him. Right. But we're also pretending like the criticism when he scored seven goals wasn't valid. Like, come on. But you know who doesn't mind. You know who doesn't seem to mind at all all the shit that people still say about him despite the fact that he scored 30 goals this year? William frigging Nylander. That's why he should he should be playing here. He's the type, yeah. he's the right personality. Doesn't give a shit. He smiles, <laughs> scores goals and loves it. Mm-hmm. Win or lose. He's the he's one of the only blonde beards I've ever seen that looks really mm-hmm. good. It's hard to pull off a blonde beard. Underrated uh, Joey Crab back in the day. Mm-hmm. I wonder why no one wanted to sign to play with Joey Crab. <laughs> I don't know. And top, as a top line right winger Joey Crab. That a, was a thing. As a fan, that's what you want, right? Because mm-hmm. you think if you were in that position, if you were playing the NHL, you'd be like, I'm playing I'm living I'm the, the freaking dream. NHL. I'm and, playing and for he's, the my this Toronto Maple Leafs team is the biggest hockey team in the universe. And I get to score goals and play hockey. And his dad played in the and NHL. Get, like he's right. exactly the sort of guy who could take it for granted and does not. No. He does not. He understands. William Nylander, I'm saying this into an actual microphone, is perfect for Toronto. 
He's perfect for the market. Does not flinch at a thing. Does not care what people say about him. He smiles, puts his hair in a ponytail, grabs his coffee, shows up to the rink, scores a goal. Nice tailored suits, sometimes. too. Nice, nice tailored suits. suits. Yeah. Right? They all, all the Leafs got pretty yeah. nice suits. Yeah, they're yeah. they got enough yeah. money. They That's one suits. thing Don and Cherry got away from. Some sort of shade of <laughs> Was what? the suit shout-outs that he used to do. Yeah. And it was always, well, whenever he did it, it was like, oh, it's Brad Marchand! I'm like, all the Leafs show up, and they throw it up on Instagram, right. and they look amazing. Oh, it's Brad Marchand! <laughs> with his best! Here's Austin Matthews walking in with his purple suit and his dark wing duck hat. And <laughs> he, he does wear a dark wing duck he hat does. every every show. Sure. Or every uh, walk-in. None of the Leafs, I I would say, like, listen, some of it goes to a place where it shouldn't, okay? But stop acting like it's unique to Toronto. Well, with this example, this example, this, there are more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, pay attention to literally any other sport. Remember Edmonton more in the last, like, two years? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Dude, Edmonton still. Ben they're still eating each other alive. Ben yeah. Scriven's picked up a jersey that was thrown onto the ice. And threw it back at the fan who threw it there. <laughs> it was legendary. It was so good. Um, like, we can't think of too many vicious um, instances with Florida Panthers fans. I wonder why. Well, you, and this did you is see insulting. <laughs> now there are Florida Panthers fans who are going to take that the wrong way. I'm not talking about you! If you give a shit, it's Great. not about you! Your face is getting so red. It's uh, I would also <laughs> like to throw like out a, there. I shouldn't have to explain this. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Should. Yeah, you should. You're, yeah. you're expecting no. a bunch of people to just know. I need to you channel have 10 my years William of experience Neal- with this, man. I yeah. need to channel my William Nylander and not give a shit. No, no but well, there's yeah. a reason you got all this response. It's because people don't understand. Yeah. And, and it's it was about the And that's human. Uh, yeah. That's human to not understand and have a... There's lots of people out there who have ignorant viewpoints. That's okay. <laughs> That's sort of part of being a human. I'm one of them. From time to time, I'm so I comment on shit that I, I'm like, maybe I should have found out more about that, and I'll get a DM from somebody who politely says, "Hey Adam, just a heads up," and I'll be like, oh, "And I appreciate." I learned. I appreciate those. I those. The and then I hear, "Hey fucker, hey, your mom, your mom must be embarrassed." Piece of shit yeah, <laughs> who has not learned and will never learn. Actually, I don't mind getting "Hey fucker" because that's at least funny. But right. uh, but if it's like if it's like, "Hey, you're a piece of shit," and I hope your daughter hates you, which I've people have come close to, it's sort of like, whoa, all right, let's Here's a bunch of words you know, that I'm super stoked on because I took an elective last semester. Shut up! Adam, what's your Shut opinion up. on the uh, Ottoman Sorry. Empire? Which My side were you on? The was it correct? <laughs> was it always correct, or did you voice your opinion and then somebody had to change it for you? Um, the opinion on the Ottoman Empire is that uh, it, it... God, you're weird. Like most empires... <laughs> Had a had a really great start and fired up and came you know mm. came pe- tribal people from the steppe and from you know the, these Turk come in and they conquer and they have a fight a completely different way the Byzantines are not ready for them but by the 19th century their form of government their lack of control on their own lands mm. and frankly corruption completely frayed uh, what was left although they did put up a bigger fight in World War One than any world power expected that they could. Uh, however, that didn't stop them from. Did you so, think people wanted to join the Ottoman Empire? No, or did they? Oh, okay. I think scrutiny. that they were all definitely was, brought under the Ottoman it? thing <laughs> against their will. Well, so <laughs> there wasn't that too is, much that's historically correct. Okay. Nobody was like, "Please sign me up for this." So they started pretty strong, never quite achieved their goal, and then fell off. 
They, they achieved some things. They were the biggest empire on earth for a while. Damn, I was trying to make a San Jose Sharks analogy. Well, yeah, it didn't work. They sort of were because they really wanted to take Vienna, and they were that close. And then the uh, Austrians stood their ground. Is that a thing? That is a thing. They were. Wow. They were very. People were freaked right out about them. They were one of the first. How do um, you know this shit? Because well, I love went to the stuff. same high school. Like, they're, they're, they were one of the first empires that used cannons. Wow. wow. And that's how they that's how they took what's now Istanbul. This is like fairly recently, too. Well, 1400s no, is when they took Istanbul. No, it was 2,000 years ago. I learned that from uh, <laughs> yeah, The Ottomans, yeah. I mean, everyone rode uh, rhinos into battle. They, I learned that from 300. They dissolved about 100 years ago. I don't know, what was his name? Well, who? What? who? Who did 300? Who's the director? Oh, I don't know. Not Michael Bay. Guy Ritchie? Zach Snyder. Zach Snyder? Sure. There you go. Anyway, uh, go on. yeah, the empire dissolved about a uh, hundred years ago. They lasted for about five hundred years, which is pretty good. Empire. Oh my wise. god! Yeah, that was so, crazy. Yeah, they, they were. Their America empire... existed. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like there was a like I actually okay. This is how deep down the rabbit hole I went. I went. I'm like okay. So America existed. So I actually went into a. This is really su- super nerdy, but I looked it up and no, it no. exists on no. Wikipedia. Yeah. A list of American ambassadors to the Ottoman Empire. And I actually started looking at the names of them and trying to figure out as much as I could because what I was trying to figure out is if they had ambassadors there, what was the relationship between America and the Ottomans? And the only thing that I could really find on it was uh, because Canada did most of their stuff through England at that point. So there's not a lot of, you know, there are different sides of the world. So America was its own entity. America went to war against a Ottoman subsidiary, which are Barbary pirates. They were pirates that existed in the 1800s that were off the coast uh, and uh, and went in and basically because there was like an open harbor and they basically like blew up a bunch of these these guys that kept raiding American shipping. So it was like. I don't know, 1850s or something. So anyway, here's a random boring ass story that'll. um, Anyway, so that was that's how I spent one afternoon. I'm gonna make it more boring. (laughs) What is there ever an Ottoman Empire born NHL player? A Turk? Uh, it'd, be, it'd be a Turkish player or someone no, from no. Palestine, oh, someone Turkey from now? Israel, someone from to... Egypt. That's they were they were Turkey, Israel, Syria, Egypt, um, oh, sure. Palestine. Uh, I think they went all the way over to like all like Saudi Arabia, uh, Oman, Jordan, like all of the Middle East. I asked because, and some of the youngins might not know this, but I remember getting hockey cards of who I thought were Russian players. And for birthplace, it just said Soviet Union. Oh. But they weren't. Right? Like, uh, Evgeny Nabokov is Kazakhstani. Right. Which is Kazakhstan, not Russia, but it was part of the Soviet Union. That's right. And Dina Zubris, who I think is Lithuanian, wasn't part of Russia. Anyway. It'd just be cool to get like a nineteen oh like a nineteen seventeen hockey card of someone born in the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, doubt. I don't think anybody has. I don't know if there's been a Middle Eastern, hmm. uh, Middle Eastern descent or even Balkan. Like I don't even know if there's anybody in the like. I h- mean, how many Austrian born players? When it was called that. Born when it was called that. No. Yeah. No. Oh no. no. There would be nobody. That was also that area was after World War One thrown into complete disarray. So there would have been not only would there have not been hockey arenas <laughs> where it's fifty degrees Celsius during the day. Um, I just wish. <laughs> yeah. I just there's wish. also a lot of war, <laughs> so yeah. I don't think that would have happened. Anyway, we're not, we're not talking. You know, <laughs> well, what about Nazem Kadri in Lebanon? No, I want a guy who on his birth certificate it says Ottoman Empire. Let's yeah. move on. Why? It's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> Panthers retire Roberto Luongo. There's there's no more empire. Anyway. Real quick. Panthers retire Roberto Luongo's jersey. Yep. Are the Canucks going to as well? And should they? (sighs) Arguably, he had a bigger effect on the Canucks and they were far more successful 
than he was with the Panthers, although with the Panthers, he was one of their only stars. Mm-hmm. He played six playoff games with the Florida Panthers. So tell me this. I know that Vancouver's upset about the Capra capture, so they can't go spend it on someone else who's mediocre. But that's what Jim Benning does. I'm sorry. Where's the lie there? He buys. He buys Google Maps and find it. He buys mediocre players. That's what he buys. But tell me, with Roberto Luongo, how come how come it hasn't happened yet? Doesn't make sense to me. I think you got to give a little bit more time. Do you? He just retired. Bank, bank, this, Florida just did it. This year's about the Sedins, I think, in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. You give it, yeah, yeah, you sure. give it maybe next season, season after, and then you bring back Luongo. Right. It's a little Can, more nostalgic. The Canucks have to deal with the same sort of delicate dance that the Leafs do, whereas they have these genuinely great players, these Hall of Fame-worthy players, who didn't win with them. Yeah. Right? Like the, That's the, the other point. The automatic... Mm-hmm. To get your jersey up there, and there's no debate, no one even talks about it, is a championship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, sorry, you got to be that player and win a championship. They don't oh. just hand it to everyone. They were four goals away. I know. Five goals yeah. away. But it's, I know. It's not a win. It's not, it's a, not a win. Yeah. Not a win. Okay, fair enough. Now, but the, the Sedins deserve it, and uh, Luongo deserves it in Vancouver as well. Someone, there are a lot of reporters in this. I'm just moving on here uh, yep. because we are. We spent a lot of time on stuff I did not expect to. Uh, the NHL is closing. Uh, some teams have closed uh, their dressing rooms to reporters okay. because of the coronavirus fears. Now, not all teams are doing this yet, but Chris Johnson speculated yesterday on headlines on Hockey Night in Canada that he thinks that most teams will move to this within the next 48 hours, which means 24 four hours for us and a lot of reporters are upset about this because the relationship that you develop you know when you're when you're a beat reporter for the team is usually like once a year you might get that golden amazing quote from somebody or a couple times a year most of the time you're going to get boring stuff and reporters will tell you that most yeah. of the time it's like oh pucks in deep and you know whatever yeah. but every once in a while you get something amazing because this this person trusts you honest question once we get past the coronavirus wave, yes. And by the way, I hope everybody stays safe out there. Wash your friggin' hands. Well, okay, yeah, duh. Wash your hands anyway. Yeah, why weren't you? <laughs> why wasn't everybody washing their hands? But the like, time, it makes me so upset. Uh, I remember the it was a time, time before start, when I used to wipe my butt and not wash my hands. It was great. Filthy ass people. <laughs> the best time to start washing your hands was twenty years ago. The second best time is now. Yeah. So, do you think the NHL? reopens the dressing rooms ever again if they close them. Yes, because enough people are going to shit their pants. Because in soccer, what they do is they have them one reporter in front of a podium Mm -hmm. with a bunch of sponsors in the back, which is what the NHL is going to do. They're going to bring players out to the podium, Mm -hmm. but it will be a press conference rather than like a one than like a scrum, which is everybody gathered around a guy. Press conferences, there's like a there's a distance so nobody can spread any germs. Now, here's the interesting thing. Um, the so I don't I have some locker room reporting experience mm-hmm. very little mm-hmm. okay With the Marleys so, m- yes Marleys and Leafs I've done uh, not post game but morning skate okay so I got into do home dressing room and visiting dressing room and I did a little for the Jays as well um, so you, you know I would err to people who you know I, I, I saw lots of people who do this for a living and they do it all the time. So I would respect their opinion on it way more than mine. I've always felt strange about it. Mm-hmm. Um, players, they hate it. They hate it. All of them in every sport, they hate it. They don't want you to come into their personal space. Like, th- there's a story in my book about uh, A's pitcher Houston Street, and the Athletics had lost seven or eight straight games. 
They're up like three runs and they blow it. And it was him. He blew it. And like we were all in a circle around this guy, like a dozen of us. And he's on the verge of tears, which is why we stopped the interview like 30, 45 seconds in. And then if that guy wants to go have a cry, because like he's about to have a breakdown, like an actual breakdown. And I'm, you know, nothing against the guy. I get it. You're emotional. Where's he supposed to go? We're all, we're in, standing in his fucking locker. The we're, shower. We're right in his face. There was a player on the Marlies who jokingly, and this was years and years ago, um, and it was all men. I will say this. All the reporters were men. Um, he just burst through our semicircle of people, but naked. Just joking, going, woo, let's hit the shower, boys, woo. And like, he was just having fun with it. Right? But he walked through it. A circle of people, butt naked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see how that might have gone the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in... I've always viewed the locker room as their space. And I've gotten to go into the Marley's locker room, and I've also gotten to cover them in the playoffs where they bring out the wallpaper, you know, one at a time. Step and repeat. Step yep. and repeat, and they also do the podium. Yep. And I've always thought that was better. And why do you think that was better? It's just neater. It's now, just more neat. Beat reporters will say, I can't develop a personal relationship with this player if I'm not in that dressing room. Uh, yeah, you can. It might be harder. And this is the thing. Like, I haven't developed a ton of close relationship with professional athletes. They have, and they have to for their job. I get that. Um, there are other ways to do it. Yeah. And if you ask for one-on-one time with a player, you won't always get a yes, but you'll get it. There was one time I had to wait like 40... I had I had a few questions for Sheldon Keefe when he was head coach of the Marlies. I had to wait like half an hour, 45 minutes to get it. I got it. Like they were... They walked out and they're like, you're still here? You'll get it. Um, and it made my job harder because I had to wait that amount of time. You'll get it. So, but it goes back to, and this is the reason they're doing it, right? What did I say when Travis Dermott missed time because he was sick? And this was long before everyone started freaking out about the coronavirus. What did you say? Locker rooms are disgusting. Like, it's, it's hockey teams are 20 disgusting boys and all the people who work for the team. And then, especially in Toronto, you're going to have like 15 reporters and how many camera people. And maybe they're bringing an intern with them that day. And maybe there's a couple uh, players' kids there. And the, uh, the three or four media people walking. There's like 40, 50 people in that room standing like this. And half of them are naked. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great place to be if you're a virus. Now, apparently the, the nakedness is, is, especially in NHL dressing rooms, uh, apparently that's happening far or less like yeah, one of the reporters out. i read they're like it's they're already dressed by the time you get in yeah in some regard but but beyond the naked part because <laughs> Jesus, that. if you're joe thornton you're already out the door yeah, yeah he he uh one one time when i was there uh for leafs morning skate i was i was there to talk to the sharks people were walking in and i believe he and another player had left morning skate early so they could get dressed and fuck off right and of not course. talk to anybody but uh beyond the naked part that that's the question I have is that if if a reporter's sick, yeah, yes, and it's not coronavirus. What if they just have a cold? Right, and well, that's if you're a team, that's your asset. You need the, your, your asset to be playing at their top level. I have interviewed yeah. players dog sick. I remember I talked to Jerome Gimla, and I was it's one of the top five sickest I've ever been, and I, I interviewed him 
It was like five weeks before the Olympics. And I remember as a Who fan. Who let you do that? <laughs> I know. I remember as a fan being like, I'm about to affect the Calgary Flames mm-hmm. season <laughs> and Team Canada potentially. And look, I didn't not shake his hand. Right. And it wasn't even just Jerome McGinley. I shook Jennifer Botterill's hand that day. I shook Jana Hefford's hand that day. I shook Jillian Apps's hand that day. Those, those were all key members of the Canadian women's team. They're training to go up against Team USA and everybody else, of course, on the biggest possible stage, a stage they've been working to get to their entire lives, and they might blow it because I had the sniffles. You know what I mean? So, I've always found it strange, the proximity that we're given to players. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder I wonder if this isn't a convenient excuse. A hundred percent. And for the NHL to just never open the dressing yeah. rooms well, again. Well, this is what reporters are worried about, and I understand that. And but I, I completely understand right. the NHL side on this. But completely it's ridiculous. It. Have you seen reporters getting mad at this? Because I've seen a couple, and they're getting mad at like the World Health Organization, yeah, the no, CDC. You can't get mad. Like, you can't. You can't on. objectively get mad at this. Right? Like, I'm no, sure. I, I understand don't think in the moment they're that, mad. They're doing it now. I think they're mad that they're probably going to try to do it going forward. Right? Because I think the reporters. Knew. And I think I think those fears are based in fact. I think the yeah. NHL yeah, will try maybe, to do that. They're, they're going to do it this way for the next couple months, and we're going to discover that, hey, you can do your job without being in the locker room, and it's better this way. There was The the Marlies did it their way, and there was one reporter who never friggin' went who had anything to say about it. None of the regulars had any problem with Haven't you mentioned him it. on the show before? I don't even know if you have. It was Damian Cox. Like he, and he, was he famously total, complained. And he was really mean about it, too. Yeah. He tweeted about it, we, so it's we, not a secret. Yeah, we don't need to get into yeah, it. But, no. but uh, uh, I, yeah, he's, he wanted Kyle Dubas at intermission during a playoff game. What? And then he wanted to go into the locker room because mm-hmm. that's how the Marlies did it a few years ago, and mm-hmm. I guess he hadn't been for several years. And then he comes back, and you're not allowed in the locker room, and he got mad about it. It was one guy. One guy. Like, uh, I did the World Juniors. They didn't let us in the locker room. No. They, we had the, pre- the mixed zone. No one, no one complains in those situations. And no matter what situation you're in, you're in this cramped friggin' environment. I don't think I've seen a lot of, of interviews from the KHL, but the ones I have seen have not been in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. No, it, in Europe, and I, I don't I think, think they do it. survives, you know? Yeah. Wow, yeah. Boy, it's too bad they don't have enough people covering that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so and I no feel stories like, ever come out about yeah, players. Listen, people and... hate change, I get it. Right. But you can... It can be done a different but, way, and you know, maybe it isn't, maybe it's outdated, maybe it's antiquated, maybe. We're I don't know. somebody who's done it for 30 years to change their way. Yeah. I understand why there's pushback. I yeah. don't think anyone's wrong. <laughs> Is that yeah. a weak take? I don't know, maybe, but like, I've never, I've never depended on it, mm-hmm. but I've also never seen the necessity of it. Moving on. From Hockey Night Canada headlines, Elliot Friedman dropped a bomb last night about Jim Little and Eugene Melnick. Now, if you don't know who Jim Little is, he is the former, now former CEO of the Ottawa Senators. And you're asking yourself, why would anybody want that job? Well, based on this, I don't think Jim Little wanted the job. Jim Little and Eugene Melnick got into a humdinger of a conversation, a real Pretty fight. Pretty good one. Uh, and this happened on Valentine's Day. For some reason, we know what date it happened on. It was on Valentine's Day, and it was so bad, in fact, and this was over the phone, that employees heard it. 
Lots of people heard it, and it's funny at the time that it did not leak. And that might be because there aren't a lot of people working for the Senators. But those who were are there, and they're working hard. The people that are still working for the Sens, everything I've heard, they're, they're doing three and four jobs. Like, it's, it's, they're trying to keep that place moving. They're, they're operating like an OHL team. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So the people that are working there In are some ways. busting their cans right the, now. Their social is so good mm-hmm. with so little. Now, apparently what Jim Little said after using a bunch of expletive words that we have not had a direct quote on, he mm-hmm. apparently said a bunch of bad words and then said to Eugene Melnick, the best thing that could happen to the Ottawa Senators is if you disappeared for 12 months. Now, the Ottawa Senators have said, we didn't have necessarily an issue with that. We have an issue with the way Jim Little spoke before that. Meaning, you can't speak like that in a workplace. It is not a part of our guidelines. But... I believe that that is technically true. I believe that is technically true as well. But... Jim Little was fired because... He simultaneously told the truth, number one, because he's not incorrect, he didn't kiss and number ring. two, he bit the hand that fed him. Yeah. A good CEO knows when the owner, and they usually are, is a little crazy. And, or a little, uh, crazy is the wrong word, I won't use crazy, erratic is a fairer word. I think erratic is more accurate. Jim Little knew when he took this job that Eugene Melnick is erratic, to say the least. That's, that's Eugene Melnick's resume, erratic. And he knew what he was stepping into. When I read this quote, the best thing that could happen to Ottawa, the Ottawa Senators, if you disappeared for 12 months, Jim Little didn't want that job anymore. Jim Little was looking for a way out. Mm-hmm. But if Jim Little leaves, I bet there's something in his contract that says, eh. You can't go anywhere you, else. No, no, you can't get as much. I Because Jim is not, you're the CEO of the Ottawa Senators, even though nobody wants that job you're still probably pretty good at business. And you're smart enough to know that if you are let go before your contract's up, they have to pay you. And what did I say? Like, the Sens were having a pretty normal season compared to last year. Mm -hmm. Now what's going to happen? Well, I think that they're going to go. The Senators are saying also that he he wasn't even let go for that. They're saying that Jim Little's wife's blog post may have had some, and which, <laughs> which I have not. Where does seen. this exist? I, I want to know what the blog post says. Yeah. No one's told told me what this blog post said, but apparently it was bad enough to get him let go. Here's the thing: Elliot Friedman then went on to say, "You look for litigation on that one." Yeah. So I didn't two understand. years ago, it was his ex-wife. Oh, his ex-wife. Yeah, oh, which is even stranger. This is so bizarre. I don't even know. <laughs> but this is so very Ottawa. And it's not the Senators players, and it's not the Senators fans, and it never is. It never is. The employees there are great. The players there have put in a season that's really admirable. They're bringing people back around Bobby Ryan, coming back from rehab, scoring a hat trick, people chanting Bobby in there. That's just one example of a young team that's that's busting their can every night. They really are, tr- like, there's no lack of effort from the Senators. And you might point to the Uber video. That was an Uber driver being a complete creep. And also that was last year. And also that, that was, was a different year. team. Yeah. yeah. Different mindset. But I'm, team, I'm, I'm taking it away from the players. Sure. Here, this right? team this year has put in an unbelievable performance based on their talent level let's be honest and Jim Little is not incorrect when he says the best thing that Eugene Melnick can do is disappear for 12 months and it's unfortunate that Eugene didn't because we were almost there now when was the last time we heard from Eugene Melnick well context is important was is that him going 
you get lost for the next 12 months? Or was that him going, you've basically been out of the spotlight for 12 months and everything's gone so well? I think it. I think it's a little column A, a little column B. It was him saying, the more you are involved with this, the worse that it gets. And he is mm. not incorrect. What's gone wrong for the Sens this season? This. This. Yeah. But like, everything else has been great. They've... They've done well. Yeah, on the hockey side, it's been great. On the hockey side, it's been But here's the problem, great. guys. Owners own. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. They can waste their money however they please. For sure. Which this guy is hell-bent on doing. Yep. And it's a shame. Uh, but Jim Little, I don't... I Listen, I wasn't there for the conversation. If what he screamed was abusive language, yeah, you can let people go for that. Yeah. That's That just does not... You cannot do that anymore. Uh, you never should have been able to, but you can't anymore. So if he was a, if it was abusive language, yeah, you're going to be fired for that. But two things can be right. Mm-hmm. It could be the right thing to let him go. Yeah. And it's also true that Eugene Melnick needs to disappear and continue disappearing. And also, I don't think Jim Little wanted that job anymore. No. I just don't think you say that to an owner if you really like your job. So- if you want to keep your gig, nah. You're not saying something like that. I, I, you know, I've covered hockey for a few years now. February is the hardest month. It really is. I think it's a hard month on anybody that lives in a winter climate. It's, well, well, there's that. But it's, there's the trade deadline, which I'm sure has everyone losing their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the games, like, before or after the trade deadline, like, just are so hard to get through. Yep. All-star game. All-star game, yeah. and like you, and you're in a groove, and you just fall right out of it. And and, and these conversation, it doesn't surprise me that this conversation happened when it did. Interesting. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a volatile time of year, and you're if you're in a bad mood, which you probably are because it's February and you're in hockey, you're gonna say some things. Yep. That might get you fired. It doesn't surprise me. Henri Richard. Passed away. 11 Stanley Cups of one guy. Unbelievable. And if he'd played a couple extra years, he would have been in the second time the Habs won five Cups in a row. He retired Man. just before the late 70s Habs. This is a guy that could have kept playing. If he was a hockey team, I believe he'd be third all-time in Cups. He has as many Cups as the Leafs organization in, in, in his career. He has wow. as many Cups as the Leafs have ever had. It's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, but Jack Todd hates him. What? <laughs> no. No. Stop. Yeah, he does. No. Jack Todd oh, hates no. Henri Richard. Now, I hate to bring that about. I'd really rather focus on Henri Richard, but we got to talk about the Jack Todd thing because I didn't see that. So basically what he No, it's probably good that you didn't, but he tweeted oh. that Henri Richard was not a good guy. Oh. Which is great to do when someone dies. But Henri Richard did lots for the community and like any person is a person and imperfect. But what he referenced as the reason that Henri Richard um, was not a good guy was an incident with Al McNeil. Al McNeil, Calgarians will know Al McNeil because he was the assistant general manager when you won the Stanley Cup. Al McNeil was the coach. And in 70-72, I think, sorry, 71-72, they win the Cup. But Al McNeil famously did not have a great relationship with the Francophone players in Montreal. Now, I'm oversimplifying this. This led to Henri Richard speaking up and saying, this guy should probably not be the coach anymore, even though we won. And Henri Richard was a guy that Al McNeil had been benching. He had been playing him. Henri Richard scores the tying and the winning Stanley Cup goal that year. So he's got the power back, and he's also a Richard. 
right? Yes. You're a Richard. You're a god. You're pocket rock. Yes. And you won your 11th cup. You've been there. And he was probably speaking for other members of, of his team who feel who felt, and at the time this was far more acceptable. I don't think people realize how big the, the divide between English and French was in this country and how accepted it was that they just hated each other for no reason other than they spoke a different language. Quebec almost left Canada like in our lifetime. Yeah, 100%, because of stupid stuff like this. Now, I don't know Al McNeil personally. Uh, I don't know what his relationship was, but obviously it was bad enough with the Francophone players that Henri Richard had to speak up. Al McNeil loses his job. And people think that's unfair. But Al McNeil, unfortunately, got out of the way for some little-known guy named Scotty Bowman. <laughs> Dude, that was like so 40, Richard, 50 years ago. So Henri Richard, so Jack Todd is holding on to something about, about Montreal that happened in the early 70s, like you said, Wait, 50 years ago. Thing? That's the thing, and that is not where I thought you were going. And and not only did they fire Al McNeil, which was <laughs> just a tragedy for Montreal, because they ended up with ah, all-time winning winningest coach Scotty Bowman. Are you kidding me, dude? That is that worked out for them. <laughs> like, I mean, sorry, Al, but it did. <laughs> and Ugh. anyway. Um, Henri Richard deserves oh more than some stupid comment from a guy who's actively trying to to court hate online. Henri Richard um, oh was a guy that and and you know I can relate to this on a little bit of a level. He was it's funny when he came out of junior. They basically said the his coach said he was like 150 something pounds and the coach was like his coach in junior who was a former Montreal Canadian said you're not supposed to be in the NHL you're not good enough and the only reason that you're going to even get an invite to Habs camp is because because Maurice said yeah give him an invite well and this was back when like a heavyweight in the NHL was like 175 <laughs> yeah and they still thought he was not big enough not tall yeah. enough whatever Maurice Richard is 15 years older than Henri Richard Henri Richard was sitting on his dad's lap when Maurice started playing for the Habs when he was like six years old watching his big brother wow. he only wanted to be like Maurice and what I love about this and there's been a lot of amazing tributes and I suggest you check them all out the best part about this is Maurice was going to retire and he stayed in there one more year to play with Henri that's cool and then Henri so you, you had a Richard on the Canadians for like 25 years wow that's really special and I think and I think they won the cup together too I think Would that it shocked. is one of the most special stories in the NHL. I love I love the crossover part, and I love the fact that there's a player out there. Henri Richard, to me, is the ultimate second, third line center in the NHL his, in NHL's history. He was constantly a great leader. He was never the flashiest. He was never the biggest point getter. He was never a big goal scorer, whatever. But that guy was steady as they came in hockey at that time when there was only six teams in the league. Got to talk to Serge Savard and Yvonne Cornway, and they always said, that, you know, we had like 13 captains Yeah, in, in the locker room. And Henri right? would have been first among captains. He yeah. was a captain. He was a captain of the Montreal Canadiens. So anyway, um, our, our best to the Richard family, uh, 11 Stanley Cups. Don't think that's ever going to be equaled again. Not a chance. Well said, Adam. Anyway. Well and said. lastly, and I, 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 I'm sad about this, but you know what? I, I was talking to Christina earlier uh, earlier today. I'd like to have Christina on on Wednesday if we can. She's covering the Briar today, so I'm not going to bug her too much. She gave me, the, like, we were going to connect because I wanted to bring her on to talk about this Danny Ryland story. Right. I'm, I'm going to ask you to read it because here's the thing. I don't I don't think I'm, 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 I'm speaking out of turn when I say that the PWHPA, NWHL, NHL, women's hockey 
um, situation right now is a bit contentious. And when you start to talk about it, what like we did at the beginning of the season, you have people that are hardcore pro NWHL, mm-hmm. and you have people that are hardcore pro PWHPA, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of people who are like, hey, you're okay to be in the middle. And we... We, that's why we had Anya Packer on, and that's why we had, uh, uh, oh my Liz, God, Liz Knox, Liz Knox on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of we had them on because we wanted to better understand both sides of, this, of the story. And our position here is always, let's cut through the bullshit, and who, what's the best, most viable league option? There's one side that says the NHL's got to support it. The other side says, no, we need a league founded by a woman, hockey player who is a serial entrepreneur. Um, and we we need to we need to do it that way, or even at baseline. Well, no, let's play, let's actually play. Right. What's, right. what's the PWHPA tour is doing? Is doing yes, but it's not a league. Right. Right. And then I think this was supposed to be just the year long thing. Anyway, a lot of the a lot of the criticism, and I call it criticism, but it's really vitriol. It's personal attacks. Uh, has uh, when it comes to what's happening right now has been leveled at Danny Ryland. A lot of that had to do with the fact that uh, there's a few things at play, but Danny Ryland had to reduce salaries that they had promised the players because they just didn't bring in the revenue that they needed to bring in. Uh, but what I find interesting is when you get a bigger perspective on somebody who mostly has, at least within the like online Twitter hockey community, a bad reputation. Danny Ryland, if you ask a lot of people online, is not going to get favorable reviews. No, we've, but I still think, we've talked about it for years. But it's I still think it's interesting to know more about that person. And I have to totally. tell you, um, Christina Rutherford does an incredible job. I have my opinions on it, but I'm going to save that until until Wednesday because I, I think what Christina will have to offer because she talked to Danny regularly and face-to-face, I think Christina's insight on it will be very, very interesting. So that's something we're going to get to next episode because I think yeah. Christina always has that. Uh, that insight into the human side of people. And I think that, I, I think you'll gain a lot as a hockey fan after reading this article. Um, One way or the other. And something, like, I don't know what there is to say on this other than it just, it's a complete tragedy and friggin' sucks. The yeah. whole Women's uh, World Hockey Championship. Yes, in Nova Scotia. Canceled. And it would have been a banger. Like, I saw, I saw some players rightfully go, it's not just that the tournament's canceled. Dude, Nova Scotia, man. Well, they're going to do it in Nova Scotia next year. Yeah, and the That's next thing, year. I well, listen, yeah. dude, I know. I but I'm just saying like the coronavirus thing, you can't have the tournament. All right. You can't. And they're not refunding tickets. They're saying everybody's tickets are valid for next year. They should refund the damage. Which is yeah, so That's a crap. lot of people are complaining about this. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I think they That's should That's a bullshit move. They should fix that. I yeah. F- feel like this shouldn't be legal. I think you can do whatever you want once you sell a ticket, right? Wow. Uh, but wow. yeah, yeah, you should be able to refund the ticket. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, uh, it's a shame. It really is. But at least when it does come back, when this stuff subsides, it will be in Nova Scotia. It's not like it's going to move on. Okay. You know what I All mean? Right. That was my point. It's so. not like the Raptors exhibition game in Newfoundland. You ever hear about that? No, what happened? It was canceled because of the moisture on the floor. Oh. And they're like, oh yeah, it's okay. We'll be back. And the crowd goes, yeah, in five years or wow. something like that. And they go, what? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's oh man, that's brutal. Anyway, let's do the press conference. I think we're all good. Okay, let's it's, not. Oh, screw that. Screw that. Hey, if you had a question, screw your question. Yeah, screw your question. Um, so yeah, next episode, uh, we're gonna try to book Christina Rutherford. We've got to. Uh, oh, what happened? I'm gonna say this now, but I'm also gonna ask because I forgot to say this at the beginning of the show that we reinsert this into the beginning of the show. 
Okay. We, ne- we never make edits, but I want to make an edit on this one. Guys. What do you want to say? We sold out in Kingston. Hey! Oh, no way! Sold out Kingston, and it sold out in 48 hours. Wait, so why does it have to go at the beginning if you can't buy It has tickets? to go at the beginning because I have an announcement. Oh! Okay. What? So, so I'm going to, I'm going to, ah! yeah, so we have an announcement. So. Ah! Ah! There you go. 100 tickets sold <laughs> at We're 9 normal. o'clock tonight. At what time? 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This episode will be up. Hopefully. Sure. If you don't we'll, hurry up, whatever Adam. we'll tweet it. Yeah, well, there if you will keep be. Talking, I can't put it up. There'll be a new block. Spit it of, out. There will be a new block of tickets Talk released. No, no, seriously. Oh, I yeah, got right, it. Right, there will right. be a new block of tickets released. <laughs> Not a lot. Standing room only, and they will be available. Uh, you will not be able to obviously get a table. The tables have sold out. But if you would like uh, to still come, you still can. New block of tickets, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. Steve and I and Jesse will all tweet out the link mm-hmm. at that time. And uh, and so, you know, it's first come, first serve. And uh, the other thing that you should know is that if you cannot, let's say you missed out on the first set of tickets, you miss out on the second set of tickets, guess what? We're sticking around for the game, and they're opening up the bar to everyone as soon as the game starts. So if you don't so, get into the event... You can still come hang. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. All right. And each ticket comes with a free hug from Steve. Man, coronavirus. Yeah, maybe oh, not. Oh, sorry. Is Corona uh, available? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I didn't I check one. their beer list. Yeah, one. no. Listen, uh, we'll do a lot. Of, we'll do a lot of that. What is it, the forearm bumps that they're doing the elbow. now? Yeah, the elbow thing. Yeah, We're gonna elbow do that. Five. That's, some of you weren't raised in Scarborough, and it shows. What? This, this, Shut. What? Shut up. It's <laughs> a thing. I sometimes I sit here and I always forget how cool you are. And yeah. Then you remind me. Cool. Then you remind me. You know, Damn, coolest cool. guy in the universe, Steve <laughs> Dangle. Ladies and gentlemen, you're all blessed, Steve Dangle. <laughs> Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.